up? Welcome to MCU Complete Me. It's the podcast where we talk about all the Marvel movies, and we decide if they're good or if they're bad. I'm your host, Crystal, and with me is Luke. You had me at what? Luke, I'm very excited about this episode. Are you now? We, we, we're going to talk about The Age of Ultron, my favorite movie. Oh, we, sh- we are going to talk about The Age of Ultron. Uh-huh. Your, your favorite movie, I guess. The best film ever made. <laughs> the Citizen Kane of <laughs> the MC. <laughs> the Citizen Kane of movies. Right. It's the Dark Souls of film. Oh, man. Mm. The Spirit Tracks of the MCU. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's a movie. What? Why do you sound so down? I did not care for this motion picture, Crystal. Uh, why not? Well, I have a lot of different reasons that I think will probably be elucidated as we proceed through the podcast. Because, uh, hmm. Okay, I will, I will say, I liked it more than I remembered liking it. Okay, okay. Still strongly dislike it. Okay, I guess before we get into it, uh-huh. I have an important question for you. Yeah, what's what's that? What's going on? Uh, you know, not not too much. Um, I have not slept well this week. No? No, I've been, like, getting maybe four or five hours of sleep. Not for any, like, reason, just because my body's decided, like, hey, you've had half a night's sleep. Wake up. I'm done. And that's not, that's not been ideal. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound ideal. That's, that's gonna make <laughs> this all the more fun to go through. On the other hand, uh, the new season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure finally premiered today. So that's, that's giving me some life energy. That's good. Yeah. The new Assassin's Creed release, that's kind of like JoJo. Yeah, yeah, that did come out. How, how you liking that? Because I've heard kind of mixed opinions about it. I think it's very good. Yeah. If you, gun to your head, would you say this one or the last one? So far. It it's hard for me to say that at this point because I'm not too far in yet. Granted. I'm I'm thinking about maybe getting one of them, but it sounds like maybe the consensus is leaning towards the last one was better. Is the consensus leaning that way? I know that waypoint's leaning that way. Uh I, I the people I have heard talk about it all seem to like be like neutral to kinda positive on this one, but like Everyone I've heard talk about it has been like, it's, you know, even like the most positive people have been like, it's good, but it does feel kind of like it's just not quite as good as Origins. Huh, that's the opposite of how it usually goes. Because mm-hmm. these these come in, they've been coming like uh, a new one and then a sequel to that one for right. a while now. Sure. And usually people like the sequel more. Yeah. I guess what do you want out of an Assassin's Creed? I guess what I want out of Assassin's Creed is to run around, do some cool stunts on some cool historical buildings, uh, have kind of a fun conspiracy story with some weird time travel bullshit, and hopefully do some fun sneaking, but uh, at this point, I'll take what I can get. Uh, I mean, most of the ones will serve you then. I I would say this one leans harder into the... The weird conspiracy stuff okay. that Origins did. Okay, that's. I think I think I very much like the like the side quests of Origins. I like the character of Bayek and the way he interacts with the world. Okay, I don't think the main story of that game was very good. I gotcha. I I think this one has been better so far. I uh I've been playing also a new video game. I've been playing that new Mega Man. Mega Man. They you, made one of those. They did finally. make another one of those. It's been a long time. For a while there, it did seem kind of like they just wanted to pretend that Mega Man didn't exist and was just a collective hallucination. But they're back. They're making new Mega Mans. Uh, did you play 
not the like 3D like full on reboot of Bionic Commando, but the like XBLA Bionic Commando. That was Very like, kind briefly. of a remake of the NES game. This almost feels like it was made by the people that made that. Like it has that vibe to it. It it feels oh, like an yeah. XBLA game, but like ten years later than those came out. I'm liking it. It's all right. Do you think it's an improvement over nine and ten? Um, I don't know if it's an improvement. I think it's I think it's about on par. It's a little less punishing than ten was. Ten was really hard. Yeah. Uh, this one is a little easier, and also it's got a lot more difficulty options, which is nice if you don't want to just die forever. Okay. Uh, so that's good. Do you think it'd be good for newcomers to the series? Uh, probably just because it does have the, like, easier difficulty settings. Like, there's a difficulty setting where it's just, if every time you fall in a pit, you just get saved. So, yeah, it, it's probably a pretty good entry point. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, as someone who never really got into Mega Man, yeah. I think maybe they, they could never really do anything to please me. Sure. Then I remember when they made 9 and 10, I was like, oh, it's cool that they're doing this. Yeah, for sure. And they did it, and people seem to like those. Yeah. And I guess when they did 11, it's like, okay, I'm glad this isn't just another one of those, but also right. it's it's still just Mega Man. Yeah, they're, they're not reinventing the wheel. I mean, it sounds like the game you would want is like, I mean, you'd want Mega Man Legends, but they already did that and it was great. But like you want the something like that where they just completely go off and do something weird and new. Yeah, they could make Mega Man Legends 3. <sighs> they could, but they won't. What if they called it Mega Man 64 3? God, yes. Well, I don't think they ever put out Mega Man Legends 2 on the N64. Okay. Just do it. Yeah, no. I, I think I'm with you. <laughs> they, they, they should, and they won't, and that's sad. And that's all there is to say about that. We have a video game podcast. <laughs> do we? I mean, yeah. Yes. But not just to talk about the news of the day. I mean, we could if we wanted to. Nothing's stopping us. Yeah, we could restart Games Witticism. Ah, God. Wow. All right. We should probably listen. We got a lot of Ultron so, to get through here. Yeah, it's it was shorter than the first film. Is it? That's he was weirdly insistent about that. Hmm. Even though this this movie really needs all the time it can get. E- yeah, I is, it, is it a dense film? It it is a dense film. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I agree with you that it's a dense film. Okay. Uh, it kind of opens where the, the ending of Civil War left off, where, you know, the Avengers are attacking the modern-day Hydra. And, right, the uh, Captain yeah. America has reformed the Avengers after the events of the Winter Soldier to hunt down the remnants of Hydra. Yeah. Particularly to recover parts of it that uh, shelter powerful artifacts, such as Loki's Scepter. Right. Uh, yeah, I... Okay, here's my okay. first question about this movie, because there's a lot about this movie that I feel like either I just don't understand or doesn't make a ton of sense. Who do the Avengers work for now? They are an independent organization. Okay, okay. No, that's that tracks, I guess. We'll we'll go along, and if I have concerns about that as we go, I guess I'll bring them up. That, that makes well, sense for the time being, though. Sure, I, like, what, what was your concern? I guess it just seems like, well, they do just kind of storm a foreign country then, huh? Yeah, that, that, again, they will make a movie dealing with the consequences of this. Okay, that, I, that will never be an acceptable thing to me. Oh yeah, don't worry, they'll make a movie about that later. Like, But like, this is what they've, not always, but mostly have been for most of their appearances. I feel like that's just part of the conceit. Of, uh, what do you mean? Of the Avengers. 
I don't know. I mean, last time they were kind of part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they were, right. like, it was much more of a defensive maneuver than an offensive one, you know? It wasn't just, hey, let's just go find a random country to go dive into and beat people up in. Right. And I mean, Grant, listen, I get that they're Hydra. They should be beaten up, but I don't know. It seems odd. Like, that's what they are in the comics and the cartoons. No, no, I agree. It's just, uh, I'm talking about in the movie universe, it just seems like a weird, I don't know, it seems weird. I agree. And this movie is slightly, like, it kind of nods towards that being weird and then just kind of keeps going. Well, yeah, we'll get to it. There's a lot, there's a dense movie. Right. So we open with two uh, mysterious figures Mm -hmm. meditating around Loki's scepter. Yeah. Which is a good a good pull to bring back for Avengers 2. Oh, the scepter, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, what happened to the scepter at the end of Avengers 1? I don't remember. The the shield just kept it. Okay, so shield had it, and now Hydra's gotten their hands on it. As right, because they are shield. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And outside, the Avengers are doing all sorts of fun action stuff. Yeah. Black Widow's driving the truck, and Hawkeye shooting arrows at the back of it. Iron Man's flying around and shooting repulsors at the Hydra goons who have, like, 21st century versions of the stuff they had in World War II. Yeah. Let me Thor's this, kicking people. Uh, how do you think this movie looks? I, I like it visually. Visually, a fine film. See, I, I actually don't think it's visually a fine film. Something about the special effects doesn't look as good to me. I agree there are a lot of points where the CGI looks uh, very floaty. And, like, there's some scenes that, like, are really obvious green screen. I don't know. Something about it does not look as good as these movies normally do. I think that particularly this scene and part of the climax in Sokovia yeah. definitely look very... Uh, trying very hard and not really landing all the cgi i think ultron in almost every scene he shows up in does not look very like well integrated into the shot he really yeah ultron looks great really yeah he always looks to me like like an hd remake of the show reboot like i never like the iron man suit they do a really like they have physical versions of it and they do a really good job of making it seem like a real physical object ultron always looks like a cartoon character to me huh but yeah, I mean that's that's not if if that was the worst of this film's problems for me, that'd be fine. I'd be like, eh, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, there's kind of a cool long shot that like pans to all the Avengers doing stuff that kind of recalls some of the cool bits of the fight in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a sequel to that tracking shot that was cool. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's yes. Uh, yeah, I think some of the weakest parts of this movie in this film were they seem like so eager to please mm-hmm. with the action scenes. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, like this one feels like here, here you go, you dumb idiots. <laughs> you wanted that thing, but again, we talked about it. Like Avengers One has a lot of action scenes in it, and it kind of works in spite of that. I feel like this one has even more, and it kind of gets to the point where I am pretty bored of watching them punch dudes by the end of this movie. There's just a lot of it. No, I agree. I think some of the best scenes in this movie are the talky scenes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in part because it's the opening, I don't, I, I like this opening bit where they're fighting their way up to this Hydra base. Uh, you know. You, you like some of this Joss Whedon dialogue? Yeah, it's very Joss Whedon-y. <laughs> Loki's scepter must be here. Strucker couldn't mount this defense without it. Mm-hmm. At long last. At long last is lasting a little long, boys. Yep, yep. Uh, this sets up a running gag throughout the movie where, uh... Iron Man says shit, and Captain America uh, chastises him for his bad language, and everyone is going to make fun of Steve about that for the rest of the film. I, it's a fun running bit. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not saying that negatively. 
Um, well, you had kind of a negative tone. You're right, I did, and I didn't really mean to. I, this this opening in general, I, I agree that's a good bit. They do lay the jokes on a little hard throughout this bit. Uh, there's going to be a bit later where, like, Iron Man beats up some bad guys. Like, heh, good talk. And one of the, like, Nazi soldiers lying on the ground, beaten and broken, goes, No, it wasn't. Like, eh, this isn't, like, I, that's not, this isn't a comedy movie. Like, you're, you're kind of overdoing it, it a little bit. It's certainly, I think, incongruent with many of the films surrounding it. Yeah. But one of the things I like about this movie is that it just kind of goes full comic book. Like, this feels... It does, yes. This feels like a live-action version of, like, the Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon. I, I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, and I, I think there are definitely parts of this movie that, that fit what you're saying. Uh, Strucker gives a speech to all the Hydra minions about how they cannot surrender. And then he turns to his second-in-command guy. He's like, hey, we're surrendering. But, uh, you know, we need time to wipe all our files so they can't steal anything. I think that Strucker's a punk in this movie. Yeah? <laughs> You think so? He doesn't. He doesn't get to have a, like a win at any point. No, absolutely not. I mean, he's not really in this movie past the beginning, right? No. Yeah. Uh, there is a like Civil War really set Strucker up to be like, oh, this is gonna be like at least a somewhat significant bad guy. I feel like there was a season of television between the end of uh of Winter Soldier and this that we're now just watching the season finale. Yeah, that's kind of a thing in these movies. It's it's start, going to start becoming more of a thing where it's like you set up a status quo at the end of one movie. Yeah. Then like at the beginning of the next movie, you destroy that status quo. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm not I'm not for sure negative on it. Like, I appreciate that they're moving because like he kind of explained the plot of what that movie would be at, at the right. end of Civil uh, uh, Winter Soldier. And like. Yeah, that movie would probably be okay, but, like, I there, there's something to be said for just moving along to when it becomes, like, different again. Uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode that aired right before this movie came out mm -hmm. was them, like, invading one of Strucker's other castles. Sure. And stealing some plans that they would then send to the Avengers. Right, and is that is the idea that that's, like, what they're using to raid this castle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a force field around the castle, and everyone is trying to, like, fight the Hydra agents while Tony figures out a way in. Some of the Hydra fire is starting to damage the city nearby, so Tony calls in the Iron Legion, which is a bunch of Iron Man drones. And the people of the town aren't, like, thrilled about it. No, they don't like Tony Stark because no. he, he, remember he made bombs? Right, yeah, yeah. This place got bombed a lot by those bombs. Yeah, they will say that much later in the movie. I, Look, yeah. how do you feel about the conceit of Sokovia? Well, first of all, let me ask you a very important question that I do not know the answer to. Is okay. Sokovia a city or a country? It is a city-state. So the answer is yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> and I guess it's somewhere in Eastern Europe? Yeah, it's vaguely okay. Eastern European. Yeah, I feel like I'm not opposed to it inherently, but if they want to, like, talk about, like, oh, Tony Stark is history with this country and, like, all this stuff, maybe they could have seeded that a little earlier? Like, in one of the other three movies about Iron Man? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it seems like the stuff with, like, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch would have played a lot better if it was like, oh, wait, oh, shit, they're from Sokovia. Oh, of course, you know? As opposed to that being, like, a reveal. Like, Yeah, it, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, but at, they, yeah. Like, that word wouldn't have meant anything in Iron Man 1. No, no, for sure. I'm saying, like, somewhere between Iron Man 1 and Ultron doing something to, like, 
show that he was involved here and then have it be like, oh, that detail from your past is back to haunt you, as opposed to, oh, yeah, by the way, we also got bombed by Tony Stark. Would you like to know the cities in the comics that Sokovia was inspired by? Uh, sure. Slorenia and Slokovia. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? No, nothing. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Anyway, yeah, some guy throws, like, a bottle of acid at uh, this Iron Man's face. As you do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just kind of trying to push people back towards, uh, you know, away from the danger zone. Like, even in this part, though, like, all the townspeople have this really negative reaction to seeing these Iron Man suits and, like, they're, like, border, like, a riot could break out here. Like, there's a woman clutching her son, but they don't talk about how Sokovia got bombed by Stark weapons until, like, an hour from now. And it just seems like they're putting the cart before the horse, like, structurally. It's, it's not that far from now. I feel like it's a while from now. It's not till like, Ultron meets up with Quicksilver. Right, that's not that far from now. All right, fair enough. I don't know, it just... Again, I just feel like all this stuff would play better if we... We can guess the stakes, but uh, I feel like it'd be better if they were explicit before seeing their reactions. Okay. That, that's fair all. Enough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Tony figures out some way to hack into the energy shield and, uh... I'm trying to remember the the order that this stuff all goes in because there's a lot of like cross cutting between all the different Avengers doing shit. Uh, oh there's... right, they they deploy Quicksilver to go deal with them. Well, they they don't deploy them. Strucker says they're not ready, but they go out. Oh, by that's themselves. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quicksilver just runs out and uh, kind of starts up the like movie long conflict between him and Hawkeye, where he just like. Hawkeye's gonna shoot some guy, but then Quicksilver runs in and catches his arrow, and then him and Hawkeye get into a fight, but, like, it's very one-sided, and, and he uh, keeps taunting him with, uh, bet you didn't see that coming. Right, and then a turret blows a hole in Hawkeye's side. So now Natasha's trying to do some field medicine on Hawkeye, and she's like, I need some backup. Yeah. And the Hulk smashes the tank that's shooting at them, and she yeah. says thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all just punching and beating people up. Stark starts forcing his way inside. Uh, oh, right. I, I do... Okay, one that I do like, because Avengers 1 has the moment where Thor and Captain America fight, and, like, the shield hits the hammer, and there's a huge shockwave. And now they, like, casually do that as, like, a combo move. Which, yes. That's that's good. I like that. That's a fun callback I, to the first. One of the things I liked about Avengers 1 is that it, it serves well as a sequel to any of the movies that came before it. Yeah. And, like, you can see, you can read any of the main four Avengers as, like, being the main character of that movie. Yeah, for sure. We talked about I that. I think that's a little less true for this one, particularly yes. Thor. They they kind of struggled to find a place for him. Good lord, do they. Yes. <laughs> we'll get but to it. in exchange for that, Hawkeye gets a lot more stuff. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Scarlet Witch is kind of the driving force of this movie. Yeah, kind of. I think one of my problems with this movie is that there's a good idea for about three different movies in it, and they just kind of do did them all at once. Right, the problem that keeps happening. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, you could have made three different movies out of ideas in this one, and I probably would have liked all three, but when they're all stepping on each other's toes, it's like, ugh, this is just a mess. It's not a mess yet, though. I'm, I'm actually liking the movie so far. Uh, but yeah, Tony gets into the base, he shoots everybody up, there's that funny one-liner that a guard who was shot in the kneecap says, because that's a good time for quipping. 
And they were non-lethal bullets. Yeah, but everyone's, like, clutching their legs. I got the sense that, like, Stark just shot them all in the legs. They're not, they're non-lethally bleeding. Yeah, getting shot in the leg is harmless. Haven't you ever watched the movie, Luke? Well, right, in movie world, listen, I, I understand that, but I'm just saying, yeah, in movie world, if you get shot in the knee, it hurts real bad and you can't walk, but you're not gonna, it's gonna be fine. Right. Yeah. There's never any complications from any wound you ever get. Just take out the bullet. Right, and then it's fine. That's all you have to do. Don't do that. In re- oh. Well, th- th- consult your doctor before doing prairie medicine on your bullet wounds. Uh, Yeah, Tony starts hacking all their files, but I think they've already deleted the juiciest stuff, because they talk about that later, right? The what? I I think they've already wiped a lot of their files at the point where he's hacking. Yes, yeah, they yeah. talk about wipe everything. Yeah. Uh, but Tony Stark, Luke, he's really good at computers. He's very good at computers. And uh, he also figures out that there's like a secret passageway behind one of the walls. Right. Yeah. He's, he wants to find a secret door and he, and he does. Yeah. Uh, now that Tony is in the base and all the Hydra units are beaten, it's time to turn the Hulk back into Bruce oh, Banner. It's time for a lullaby. Oh my god. <laughs> Luke, tell me about the scene. Well, you know how when we covered the Hulk and the first Avengers, we talked about how there's this really kind of gross, like, undertone about how, like, their version of the Hulk is all about how men are rage monsters that need a woman to calm them down and give, like, center them? Uh Uh-huh. Well, they took that subtext (laughs) and they just put it right in our laps. It's just part of the text now. Because... Scarlett Johansson has to come up to the Hulk, who is raging and looks like he might, like, lose his cool and, like, murder her. And she just has to, you know, cautiously approach him, take her glove off so she can touch him with her bare hand while talking about the sun's getting real low. And that, that human contact is enough to calm the Hulk and make him start turning back into Bruce Banner. Yeah. Holy shit. What? It's so bad. Luke, okay. What? Okay. Yeah. Go on. Um, it's it's not it's not not bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I kind I, I kind of like it. Okay. I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> hey, that's fair. You know, it's it, I you you're you're allowed to like it. It's just we we all have our problematic ships. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> L- listeners. I bet you have a ship that's more problematic than this one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. You, the, could, you, could, yeah. you could ship Zuko and Katara. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just I'm I'm really just flabbergasted that they doubled down on that aspect of the Hulk so hard in this movie. <sighs> uh Captain You'll Mer- like Thor Ragnarok because they spend a lot of time making fun of this specific scene. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, Captain America has also breached the castle, and he finds Strucker, and, uh, wants to, like, they have a conversation about how, oh, they should be on the same side, they're both S.H.I.E.L.D., but, you know, no, um, and while Steve is, like, talking to him, Scarlet Witch sneaks up on him, and, uh, like, blasts him down a staircase, and then they do a thing with Scarlet Witch where, to, like, show that she's got spooky psychic powers... The way she leaves the room is, like, they they shot her walking into the room and then filmed it in reverse. Or, like, showed it in reverse and then sped up the footage. 
You know, yeah, that is a weird shot. Yeah, it's a weird shot. And, like, I'm not even... If you want to use, like, weird film techniques to show that, like, something's off about her, that's kind of a cool idea. But this is the only shot where they do it in the whole movie. Right, they don't really keep that up. If they stuck to that, it would be a cool aesthetic choice. But as is, it's just a weird bit of weirdness. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Strucker is captured. He doesn't seem like it was that hard. No, he's not really that good of a villain. Scarlet Witch, also not that good of a henchman. She does just kind of let him get caught. Right. She just needs to calibrate her mind control. I guess so, yeah. Uh, Tony is down in the secret basement where Hydra has the, like, broken hull of one of the uh, aliens from the first movie that they're studying. Yeah, the big whale one. Yeah, yeah. And Tony has his eyes on the prize, the scepter. But then the Scarlet Witch stinks up behind him. Right, and boops him right on the temple. Right, shoots a little red thing into his eyeballs. Yeah. And now, and this begins a vision where Tony sees the big whale wake up and fly towards him. And then bust through the wall and fly towards the earth. And then on this moon lies the fallen Avengers. Yeah, it's it's this very dramatic reveal, like, all the Avengers are dead. It's this weird, like, they're almost a, like, it's like a diorama of their dead bodies. Yes. Uh, it almost looks like the, uh, I don't know if it is, but it, it reminded me of, like, the weird space rock that Thanos is hanging out on. Yeah, no, I, I think it is probably supposed to be that. Yeah. Uh, and Tony walks up to check the pulse of his boyfriend, Steve. Yeah, uh-huh. And Steve wakes up and grabs him and says... You could have saved us. Now, the, you have a little bit of a of a laugh in your voice there, Crystal. It sounds like you, maybe you think this is a little goofy. No, I think it's fine. Okay. Uh, it's just you, you had kind of a, a tone that I was like, because mm? yeah, I, I think it's also fine. It's This is a good this is a good portrayal of, of a good visualization of Tony's anxieties. I, I would agree with that. My only I, I'm a little confused from a plot perspective, because okay. I don't really know Scarlet Witch, other than I think she's the one who says no more mutants in that one comic that people always do funny parodies of, right? That's correct. Okay. What, like, and I, you know, I watched the movie, so I can kind of infer how her powers work, but that, like, I'm not, she, she planted this vision in his head, right? I don't, I don't think she authored this specific vision. I think she, her spell was like, show this man his greatest fear. Okay, sure. Yeah. And then Tony's brain did the rest of the work. Okay, that that makes sense. It's just a little cuz this this moment is going to be kind of the like driving force of everything Tony does for the rest of the movie. Uh and it's just a little muddy to me cuz like I get how it plays off of all the stuff we've talked about with him in the past few movies where he he's got some brain problems that he needs to address. Uh but also the fact that it's like a supernatural supernaturally induced thing like I don't know, yeah, I, I was a little, I'm not sure where the Scarlet Witch's influence, like, ends and where his own weird fears and anxieties start, you know? And maybe that's not a meaningful distinction. I think it's perhaps meant to be a little ambiguous. Yeah, that's fair. So, there's one of my favorite shots in the movie, mm-hmm. where Tony snaps back to reality, oop, there goes gravity, and there's a long shot of Wanda just, like, slowly backing off. Yeah. Then Tony looks behind him at the whale, and he looks at the scepter. And Quicksilver runs up to Wanda's like, you're just going to let him take it? Yeah. And then Tony summons his glove, and Wanda gets a big, toothy smile. Right. As Tony grabs the scepter, and it cuts to title, Avengers, Age of Ultron. That is what happened. You described it's a good, it's that all. Good, it's a good scene. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so Wanda doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, but she knows that she has just fucked the Avengers somehow. Right. She knows that... She has exacerbated Tony's anxieties, and he's going to do something very stupid with the scepter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So they're all back on their fancy plane. Uh, Hawkeye is on a bed. It's weird because it's a very serious injury, but they're not that worried about it because they know they can fix it. But, like, he's got just a chunk out of his side. Well, they have good doctors. Yeah. The good doctor, Dr. Cho. Now, as much as I don't like the stuff with uh, Black Widow and Hulk, I do really like something this movie does where they show that, like, after being the Hulk, Bruce Banner is, like, an emotional wreck for a few hours. And he's just always, like, huddled in, like, a corner with headphones on and a blanket over him. Yeah, he just needs to chill out and listen to his beats by Dre. (laughs) Man, Dr. Dre really got good movie licensing deals. Yeah. Because these are in every fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. Including ones where it's supposed to be, like, a poor kid. Right. I don't know, I I do, it kind of goes back to one of the few things that I thought was really good about, like, the Edward Norton Hulk, which is that, like, being the Hulk is a traumatic experience, and it really messes him up. And he's got to just, like, completely disconnect from the world and just kind of stare at the middle distance for a while to recover from it. I like that. And Bruce and Natasha talk, and Bruce is like, you know, I I wasn't really expecting to have a code green. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to turn to the Hulk. And Natasha's trying to reassure him, like, hey, there would have been twice the casualties if you weren't there. Right. Maybe Hawkeye would have died. Yeah. You Uh, did did a good job, buddy. Yeah. She asks Hulk, or she asks Thor to give a report on the Hulk's, uh, you know, mission, uh, because Bruce is still, like, scared of the Hulk. And uh, I don't know why she asked Thor for this, because this is a very predictable thing. Where Thor's like, oh, yeah, man, you fucked those dudes up. That ruled. Hell yeah. And that does not well, help. Well, he, he says to Natasha, you know, sometimes exactly what I want to hear isn't exactly what I want. Right. So he thinks Natasha, Natasha's, you know, maybe not being entirely truthful. Right. Because yeah, she is yeah. known to lie constantly. Right. So Thor is a little more honest of a person. Sure. Yeah, for sure. But then, like, he realizes what the point is, but. Because the whole point is that Hulk didn't necessarily kill all that many people, right? Right. See, yeah, I guess we don't know, because he could have, like, this movie's not afraid of showing the heroes killing people. They even explicitly say, like, go murder some motherfuckers later on. Right. But uh, I-, I didn't get the sense that Thor was lying. I thought he was just, like, overzealous when he said, like, oh, yeah, they're all burning in hell. He's like, oh, well, I mean, no, not really. Yeah, no. Because, again, Bruce Banner's genius brain lets him murder many people. Bruce Banner's genius brain allows him to do physics calculations to save everyone while he's the Hulk. No, he murdered those Nazis. (laughs) And Thor's trying to be positive about it. Right. Bruce is like, no, I don't want to do a murder. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're they're happy that they got the scepter finally after all that mess, and they're talking about how they're going to have to throw a party because they've beaten Hydra, they've gotten the scepter back, everything is good, the world is safe, it's all fine, everything's fine. Yeah. So I mean, Thor's Thor's going to take it back to Asgard, but you know he's going to let them run some tests on it, make sure everything's cool, find out whatever they've been doing with it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, and that'll sure, go yeah, fine. Just just some simple tests. Yeah. Yeah. So we meet, uh, what's this doctor's name? I forget her name. Dr. Cho. Dr. Cho. Is she a comics person? Yeah, she's the mother of Amadeus Cho, who later would become sidekick of Hercules and the Incredible Hulk. All right. <laughs> she's good at being a doctor. She is good at being a doctor. That's what She we know can about make her fake skin. Yeah. Yeah, she has a 3D printer that prints skin, and that that's cool. Uh, so yeah, she's going to take care of Hawkeye. Uh, Hill, I guess, works for the Avengers now, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they go through, I guess this is where we finally get Sokovia's history. Right. Where, uh, but even then, like, it's, it's, 
talked about pretty like you know just oh boy they've had a rough history uh they're at war um but yeah they talk about but she explains that quicksilver and scarlet witch uh volunteered for the experiments uh because their country sucks and is being attacked and they wanted to defend it and i like that steve steve is like defending these kids yeah, I like that he sticks up for them and is like, yeah, like, of course, from your perspective, what they did is crazy, but you weren't the one that was living under, like, bombs. And he also had a German scientist experiment on him to protect his country. Yeah, like, they're, they're like the end of the exchange is like, she's like, yeah, but we're not at war. And he says, they are. And the elevator door closed. I like, would you, would you mind reading to me Maria Hill's explanation of their powers? Oh, yeah, sure. Let me, let me run it back here. Let's see. He's got increased metabolism and improved thermal homeostasis. Her thing is neuroelectric interfacing, telekinesis, mental manipulation. He's fast and she's weird. You know, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I don't really... Okay. Mm-hmm. So they both got their powers from the Mind Stone. Yeah. And I get how that works for Wanda. Uh-huh. Because she has m- magic. Yeah. I don't get how it makes Pietro fast. So the the way I thought about it is that the Mind Stone gave off some kind of radiation that, like, caused their bodies to evolve. And like it makes you're right, it makes more sense for Wanda because it's like her brain evolves to become psychic, and yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense that the mind stone would have like effects on his legs, but it 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 makes enough sense to me that I'm willing to just be like, yeah, sure, comic books, okay. Uh, but then yeah, the Iron Legion comes back. One of them still got that acided up face, and they all just kind of get checked into the tower. Uh, Tony and Jarvis start scanning the Scepter, find out what's what's the deal with it, and Jarvis is like. I think there's a computer in here? Yeah, he says, like, he can sense something inside the jewel, and, yeah, it's, it's like it's a computer. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Cho gets to work on healing Hawkeye, and, uh, she alludes to, what's it called, like, the cradle of life that she's built at her lab? Right, there's, it's like, there's like an embroidery machine on his arm that's stitching skin onto his skin. Yeah, yeah. But not onto, because it's just, it's light. The light is making the skin with the lasers? Yeah, sure. You know. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, Dr. Cho is very confident that, like, this is this super fancy medical thing, but, like, not even your not even your girlfriend will be able to tell the difference from your real skin. I was like, I don't have a girlfriend. What? But then later, he'll be on his phone, and he's like, who are you talking to? And he's his girlfriend. Dang. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Cho says that she does not have time to go to the party that they're going to throw, but, I mean, will Thor be there? You know. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Tony shows Bruce, uh, the work he's done analyzing the scepter. Specifically the gem. Yes. Inside the scepter. Uh, first he shows him Jarvis. He, like, flicks out this hologram globe that is a representation of Jarvis. Or literally, actually, Jarvis, I guess, based on what we see later. What's the difference? Uh, sure. <laughs> Look, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you get to meet some of the philosophers. Yeah? And there's one fucking guy where all he says is, like, I I, I observe that you are here, but does this mean that you are actually here? Oh, God. Oh, and no. does observing that you are here mean that I have met you or that I have met my perception of you? Can you assassinate that person? 
No. Damn it. <laughs> you also meet Socrates. Yeah, I knew you met. And they're very good at writing Socrates because he's like, he's not a bad guy. He's right. not a mean guy or anything. Mm-hmm. But he's just fucking exhausting to talk to. Sure, that makes sense. He is constantly doing the Socratic method at you. That's pretty good. Yeah. And you, you can easily see how after 30 years of this, they would execute him. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so he pulls out this hologram of Jarvis to show it off. And he explains that, like, when he first made Jarvis, he wasn't really an AI. He was just this, like, he was he was an operating system that responded to human speech, basically. Right. But over time, as he's improved him and Jarvis has, like, you know, developed through machine learning or whatever, uh, it's become a very complex computer system. And then he shows his scans of the Scepter. And it's an even bigger, more complex computer system that uh, Bruce Banner immediately recognizes looks like the neurons of a giant otherworldly brain. This is foreshadowed in Iron Man 3 when the Mandarin showed his big brain. Wait, what? I don't remember what you're talking about. You remember when, uh, what's his name? Aldrich Killian. Right. Had a meeting with Pepper and he showed a hologram of his big brain. Oh, oh, yes. (laughs) There's no hole in this one to to upgrade. (laughs) Yeah, so they figure out. Tony explains, you know, they they wiped all the data. I wasn't able to recover much. Yeah. But I think I know what they were working on. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Tony explains that maybe with the power of the scepter, they can make Ultron a real thing. What's Ultron? What is Ultron? Who knows? Uh, Tony talks about how, yeah, if he can use the power of the computer inside the scepter, he can create a real living artificial intelligence that can basically act to defend the entire world. Because listen, yeah, Hydra's beaten, all that's good, but they know full well that more alien monsters are going to show up someday. And they're going to need something powerful to defend against. So the Ultron program is Tony wants to make a very smart AI, give it the Iron Legion so that the the robots can shoot the aliens when they show up. Yes, I guess so. I, yeah, I guess if you put the pieces together, that's what it is. I don't think they ever like out and out say what his intended vision for Project Ultron is. But yeah, that that's what it is. Uh, yeah, and he says that he imagines a suit of armor around the entire world, and Bruce just says, sounds like a cold world, Tony. Yeah, Tony, the Thor's gonna take away the scepter to Asgard in three days. Yeah. And it's, the data's too dense for Jarvis to download it, so they, whatever they're gonna do, they have to do it now. Right, so, okay, this is, this section of the movie is very techno babbly, but it's also very important, so I wanna make sure I understand it right. Okay. Because the impression I got was that Like, I I don't know if it's necessarily the data or if it's, like, he wants to actually, like, feed programs into this ultra-advanced god computer to, like, make his thing. Because it's so much more advanced than anything else he has to work with. And that, like, what Ultron's gonna end up being is, like, this computer running a shitty, basically just running a shitty version of his code that he hasn't bug-tested well yet. That's kind of the vibe I got? I don't know. Maybe I'm... What what I'm getting is, like, he has Uh Ultron.exe somewhere on his computer. Okay. And he's going to try to to interface it with the Scepter. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. That's kind of what my understanding of it is, too. Yeah, yeah. And he's not going to tell the team because they're going to say, man was not meant to meddle. You can't make uh, AI drones. Right. He doesn't like the idea of having to convince everyone else that he should be allowed to do whatever he wants. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So he bullies Bruce Banner into silence. Yeah, he sure does. 
Bruce is a real weird. Like, oh, geez, Tony, don't you think we should tell the guys? Right. He he manages to talk Bruce into helping him with this over the next three days. And uh, they're they're just cranking away at it, but nothing's working. It doesn't seem like they're going to be able to get it done in time because it's then just, they they it, just leave to enjoy the party. Yeah, they just they just but go. Luke, to... as soon as they leave, <gasps> what, what? the integration is complete. Oh dang! Yeah, so we cut cuts like a black screen, and uh, is this? Yeah, we just get the voice of James Spader as Ultron over nothing. And I I actually huh. like how Ultron starts off here cuz his like opening line is just what is this? What is this please? And I don't I like yeah. that that sounds I understand the intent behind those words but also that's like not the way a person would phrase that question. I think it's actually they do a good job of like making him seem like this weird alien AI. Ultron, I like Ultron a lot. I think he's a very good villain. Mm. We'll get to it. <laughs> James Spader's performance, excellent. Uh yeah, I, I think I agree with that part, yes. But uh, as Ultron is sort of slowly waking up, these weird, like, holographic cubes fly in that I guess is this movie's attempt to, like, visualize being a computer. Some of Ultron's other dialogue as he is awakening to sentience mm. is, where is my, where's your body? Yeah. And he says, well, we're programs, we don't have bodies. Right. Ultron says, this feels weird, this yeah. feels wrong. And at that point, Jarvis starts to get worried that something is going wrong with Ultron. He wasn't even supposed to be waking up, so this seems like it might be a problem. And right. he's trying to call Tony, but Ultron is doing something to block him from doing that? Yeah. And as yeah, he's, he's doing that, he's starting to analyze just a bunch of data. You're seeing all these hollow cubes, like, form into, like, this big 3D lattice, and, like, every cube has, like, photos of the Avengers in it. And Jarvis is getting more and more panicked as this all kind of comes together. And Ultron is saying he doesn't understand what his mission's supposed to be. And he sees, like, a clip of, yeah, Tony saying, peace in our time. And then he sees a bunch of war shit. And just kind of like, oh, oh, hmm. I don't, mm, this scene, you sure, buddy? You sure? Okay. And then he murders Jarvis. I like that one of Ultron's uh, preoccupations in this movie is having a body and constantly making better and better bodies. Uh-huh. Like, oh, because that, not... like, reflects Tony making Iron Man suits? Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't like being formless. Right. And then, like, he's constantly upgrading himself to new and better forms throughout this movie. Yeah, definitely. That's, that is what he does. So Ultron starts getting bigger, and he looks like he's gonna swallow Jarvis whole. Right, you just see, like, this electrical thing he's digging into the Jarvis hologram and stabbing at it, and it just kind of falls apart. Killed, he killed Jarvis. He murdered Jarvis. And then and all then the, like, see... Iron Man manufacturing equipment starts to come to life below. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get probably my favorite bit in the movie, just this party. Yeah, it's the best scene in the movie. I like this party. Just all the Avengers are hanging out with people. There's like some war veterans hanging out. Maybe they're Steve's yeah. friends. Yeah, they're Steve's old friends. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, no, that 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 tracks. Like Steve and Sam are playing pool. Uh, Rhodey is like just giving superhero stories, but the Avengers aren't impressed by them. <laughs> I like this aspect of Rhodey. Yeah. Is it like all the regular people love him? Right. But no one in the super commu superhero community respects him. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty good. Wait, let me get this bit, because I guess, you know, for whatever reason, uh, I'm blanking on their names, but Tony and uh, Thor's girlfriend's actresses are not in this movie. No. I think they had some, like, contractual complaints or something. There was some kind of, like, issue with them, wasn't there? Right, they just didn't want to do it anymore. That's fair. Again, contracts, they don't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, so they kind of lampshade it by having Tony and Thor talk about how their their girlfriends are both way too busy doing important stuff to uh, show up at this party, and they get in, like, a pissing match about who's got the cooler girlfriend. Who do you think's the cooler girlfriend? Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, Jane did, like, eat a bunch of goop and then become an expert on planet wormholes or whatever happened in that movie. Yeah. I'm just saying Pepper's never eaten any goop. No, well, she did get the extremis. Oh, that's true. She did get injected with goop. And then, does she still have superpowers or that that got worn, that got, like, reversed, right? Yeah, she got that taken out. Yeah. Uh, Sam and Steve have a brief conversation about how they've had no progress finding Bucky. Yeah. And Steve's like, you could be an Avenger, you know. And Sam's like, yeah, I don't feel like it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel like it. And also, there, there's an element of the scene where Sam's dialogue is basically like, man, remember how the, how your last movie ended? Boy, we sure had to do this one before we did a sequel to that, so nah, don't worry about it. Anyway, bye. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the, the search for Bucky had a lot of urgency to it at the end of Winter Soldier. And now it's just like, eh, you know, I'm trying. Leave me alone. Uh... But yeah, then we cut to Rhodey giving the same story, but to a group of civilians, and they all love it, which is good, good, good joke. I like his face afterwards. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that is a fucking good story." Is this guy? Thank he, you. Is this guy that he fist bumps with somebody? I feel like I recognize. No, him. no, okay. it's just some guy. All right. <laughs> uh, we get a shot of like Thor hanging out with Steve and all a bunch of World War II vets, where Thor has like a little flask of like thousand year old, you know, magic whiskey or some shit. And uh, Stan Lee is here, and he's like, let me drink that. Thor's like, yeah. okay. He says, this was not meant for mortal men. And Neither Stan was Lee Omaha says, Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that one PlayStation commercial? Uh, which one? Where it was like all the all the video game characters hanging out in a bar. Uh, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for Michael. Right, yeah. They're, yep. <laughs> yeah. Part of it was a World War II soldier talking about how the gamer, Michael, got him through Omaha Beach. Yep, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, Stanley insists on drinking the magic booze, and then it smash cuts to him, uh, super drunk, getting carried off by Thor and Steve while he just mutters Excelsior under his breath. It's it's a good Stanley cameo. Yeah. I like now it. Now the party's kind of winding down. Yeah. Natasha and Bruce start flirting at the bar. Yeah, Natasha's working the bar? No, I think she's pouring herself a drink. Is she? Okay, just like, yeah. And then they kind of do Bruce... this weird role play where yeah. they do like a weird film noir thing. This flirting. Th- yeah, this is so much better than the Hulk flirting. Yes, this is what this is what makes it uh, good. Like, they actually have some chemistry in this scene as opposed to the rubbing each other's wrists shit that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they talk about, uh, yeah, Scarlet, I almost said Scarlet Widow. That's not anybody. Black Widow uh, talks about how, you know, hey, everyone I know is a fighter, and all of a sudden here comes along this guy who doesn't want to fight because he knows a win. What a world. What a wow. And then she says, like, do you want to be my boyfriend, you stupid idiot? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, g- 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 girls. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she walks off. Steve walks in, having watched this, and been like, hey. He has a big shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah. I like I like scenes where you have like a smug wingman trying to help his buddy out. Uh, you know what? I do like that I'm watching the scene. It's all like close-ups of Bruce and Natasha talking, and then she walks away and you get a wide shot and Steve is just leaning against the bar. It is not clear how long he's been there for. <laughs> yeah, no, he is there the whole time, absolutely. <laughs> 
but he tells Bruce, uh, you know, as as the expert on, you know, waiting too long, don't, because he, you know, because he got froze. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Kiss her, you wuss. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, the party's winding down, most of the guests have gone home, and all the Avengers, this is a good bit, I like this part, they're all just kind of like, you know, hanging out, sitting on the floor, eating, like, Chinese food, talking about Thor's hammer, and, uh, how, like, there's some kind of goofy trick to it, and that's why people can't lift it, and, uh, it turns into a thing where all the Avengers try to pick up the hammer. But none of them can do it, because they're not worth it. Yeah, yeah, none of them can pick it up, like, uh... Uh, Tony and Rhodey are like working together to try and do it and they can't. Steve tries and he manages to wiggle it slightly, which is, is good. I like Thor that. Thor gets very scared, but yeah. Steve, he can't pick it up because he's not worthy. No. Uh, Tony, at some point during all this, says what I think might actually just be how it works. Uh, well, not, not entirely because sometimes Thor can't lift it, but he says like it's just like a, it's like a biometric thing. Like it's just if you're not Thor, there's some technology in the hammer that activates the heavy thing on it. Well, but Odin can lift it. That's true. Yeah, as can Hela. Yeah, no, that's true. It, it, that's not that's clearly not exactly how it works. But we've talked about how like the Asgard stuff is this weird like mashup of like fantasy, but like also sci-fi tech that's so advanced it just kind of looks magical. I mean, it's a it's a spell. Yeah, it's a magic spell. Yeah, no, nah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, then Thor picks it up and he's like, "Hey, y'all suck." Uh, there's a weird joke that I don't think plays right. I think they're trying to show that like Bruce is getting so frustrated at the hammer he's gonna Hulk out, but then he like doesn't. I don't know. It's it's a weird moment where he's just like, "Yeah." He's he's trying to be cool in front of his girlfriend. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like she she gives him a, a pity chuckle, right? And everyone else is completely silent. Yes. But yeah, then, then Thor gets it. And then the fun is ruined, because a half-built robot kind of waddles in. Yeah, he says, how could you be worth it? You're all killers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, again, I, I like, I, I really like Ultron in these early scenes with him, where he's, like, getting the hang of what being conscious means, where he's like, oh, there was this noise, and I was tangled up in strings and there was some other guy there and i had to kill him and that sucks because he was cool but i did i don't know i I like the way they write his dialogue and i like the way it's acted in this yeah it's good yeah where it's like it's it's a character that isn't quite familiar with what the sensation of like sensing things is like right uh so ultron explains that he's on a mission yes peace in our time right and, uh, and all the Iron Legions start flying in. Yes. Yes, they do. And we get a fight scene in the Avengers Tower where they're all fighting the Iron Legion. And, you know, uh, I don't know if there's too much to really remark on here. It's it's an all right scene. There is a... Okay, wait a second. No, I forgot about one important part. Oh, my God. I just saw it. I forgot about this. <laughs> where <laughs> Natasha falls on her back and Bruce lands face first in her boobs like it's a fucking anime. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's very specific. They aim that. It's wowzers. <laughs> and <laughs> the response is just, don't turn green. I, whoa, boy. <laughs> of all the jokes to put in here, guys. <laughs> uh. So one of the Iron Legions grabs Scepter and flies off. Yeah, well, the, the other ones keep fighting the Avengers. And uh, yeah, the Avengers managed to defeat them all. Right, this is not meant to be any kind of challenge, more right. of a distraction. Right, it's a distraction, yeah. Uh, Ultron's just kind of like, well, dang, all right then. Oh, I guess we also see that he specifically does not kill Dr. Cho. 
Yes. Yeah, which is, is going to be relevant later. Right, because he says Ultron in the flesh. Well, not yet. Yeah. Because he eventually wants to get a flesh body. Yes. Again, preoccupied with bodies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, Ultron gives this speech about, you want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. How is humanity saved if it's not allowed to evolve? I like that your Ultron impression is exactly the same as your Mandarin impression. <laughs> it totally is, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I will say, at this point in the movie, I'm liking Ultron a lot. I'm liking this movie a lot. At this point in the movie, I was like, man, was I just in a bad mood when I watched it before? Is this a good movie? It is a good movie. Well, we'll see. We got an hour and a half. We got over an hour to go. Ultron says, I'm sorry. I know you mean well. You just didn't think it through. You want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. Yeah, that's the line I read. How is humanity saved if it's not allowed to evolve? Yeah, I said that. <laughs> with these, with these, these puppets? Yeah. No, there's only one path to peace. The Avengers extinction. Yeah, he says, those are words he says. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, they they blow up that machine, but then, like, it starts singing a, the song from Pinocchio about yeah. how there's no strings on me. And it cuts uh-huh. to, like, some lab. I guess this is the old Hydra lab, right? Right. Yeah, where a bunch of robot shells start, like, turning on, all singing the song together. I feel like the Pinocchio song thing is putting a little too much... It's it's a little too much of an affect. I don't... I'm not crazy about it. It's not, like, the worst thing in the world, but I kind of like, yeah, I get it. You don't have to... You don't have to give him a creepy Disney song to hum to himself. It's all right. It's, it's, it's fine. So they mentioned that Ultron scanned all the files in the Avengers Tower, so he knows all about them. Right, and yeah. And he's escaped through the internet. And in the internet, he could find some really scary stuff, such as nuclear codes. Which I guess are stored on the internet? Yeah, I would think... Listen, I don't know a lot about how things work. I would think those are on some kind of closed network that you can't access externally, but... Okay, sure. This movie has some very creative portrayals of the internet. (laughs) At this point, okay, so the idea is that Ultron has uploaded himself to the internet, and we're gonna see him do some stuff with that where, like, oh, he's, like, hacking bank accounts to pay people and stuff. I kind of wanted the next act of this movie to, like, turn into The Net starring Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, oh, man. Like, what if, like, there was just a knock on the door and Tony got evicted from Avengers Tower because Ultron, like, bought it. Like, hacked it so he doesn't own it anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's, like, just a long sequence. Like, there's some sad trumpet music while Tony's walking down the sidewalk. He gets, like, splashed by a taxi. I think that'd be a way better movie. (laughs) You know what? That kind of happened in Iron Man 3, so never mind. (laughs) Right. It was just the snow and not the rain. Again, this is just part of how the movie kind of divorces itself from reality and just goes to live in comic world. Sure. Uh, Anyway, yeah, uh, they talk about how, like, oh, who did he kill? And Tony figures out that Jarvis is dead because he brings up the hologram and it's all shattered now. Uh, And Bruce says, like, you know, Ultron could have just assimilated Jarvis, but he chose to kill him. This is a sign that he was, this wasn't just a strategy, this is rage. Yeah, yeah. And then Thor starts choking Tony. Yeah, everyone's very mad at Tony, as they ought to be. Yeah, Tony fucking made the evil robot because he experimented with the alien thing without telling anybody. And even though it has gone about as badly as it could possibly go, he is not at all apologetic. I also really love, okay, so that party happened, and Thor was in casual clothes, and then Ultron attacked. And there's some dialogue here about how Thor tracked Ultron. He's in, like, his his full-on armor get-up. Did he take the time to change? 
Oh, he can change using magic. I can't. Oh, yes, he can. They, yeah, we've seen that before. Okay. In my head, I was like, buddy, you probably could have caught up to that robot if you didn't spend the three hours it probably takes to get into that costume. No, let me be clear. Thor is always butt naked <laughs> and uses illusion <laughs> magic to project clothing. Uh, but yes. if, if you were to touch Thor, you could feel his skin. Okay, I see. I see. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tony is not at all sorry about what's happened. He's laughing that they're all mad at him, uh, because this was worth the risk or whatever. Uh, he gets mad that Bruce is getting, like, bullied by the rest of them when he's supposed to be bullied by him. Yeah, he's, he's, I'm supposed to bully him. Right. Uh, there's a good bit where, like, Tony's saying, like, how do you expect to beat the next thing that comes from space? And Steve just says, together. And Tony's like, we'll lose. And Steve says, then we'll do that together, too. And Tony's just like, oh, man, that was a cool line. Fuck. <laughs> just, he's just quiet for the rest of the scene while they start getting to work trying to find where Ultron went. Another good bit is Tony says, anyone remember when I carried a nuke through a wormhole? Yeah. And Riley's just like, nope, never heard of that, never come up, yeah. never mentioned that. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, then we cut back to uh, Sokovia. There's this old rundown church where Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are, are walking into. I guess they've been called here. Because uh, sitting on a throne in the middle of the church is a robot man whose mind Wanda cannot read. Well, he talks about how this church is in the exact center of the town because the people that built it wanted everyone in the city to be equally close to God. And Ultron liked that. It's cool. Yeah, that's a nice little bit of sacred geometry. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then Ultron reveals himself and shows that he's a robot man, and that's why Wanda can't read his mind. Right, Wanda says... Eventually, every man reveals himself, and then Ultron reveals himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Ultron talks about how, like, she needed something more than a man to beat the Avengers, and that's why she let Tony take the staff. And, like, okay, it's mm -hmm. gonna get more confusing as we go, and maybe I'm just overthinking it. I'm not entirely clear. I feel like I know what Ultron is until I don't, because sometimes it's like, oh, it's this rogue computer program that Tony made. This scene almost makes it sound like Scarlet Witch somehow nudged him into making something that would not work right, like, deliberately. No, because she said, I didn't expect, and then she kind of, right. like, looks Ultron up and down. But I saw Stark's fear. I knew it would control him, make him self-destruct. Yeah, okay. So she she didn't know exactly what was going to happen. She knew Tony would do something dumb. Okay, all right. That, that, that knocks one of the things Ultron is off the list then for me, of like the four things, uh, which I'll, I'll get to as we go through them. But uh, Ultron says, everyone creates the thing they dread. Yeah. Men of peace create engines of war. Invaders create Avengers. People create... Smaller people? Uh, children. Designed yes. to supplant them. Help them end. Yeah. And uh, they ask him if, like, oh, he wants to kill the Avengers. And he's like, no, I want to, you know, save the world. But also, yeah, kill the Avengers. Yes, that. Yeah. No, Ultron's plan is never consistent in this movie. No, it's not. And that's one of the things I don't like about him. And I'm not even that's saying... That's one of the things I really like about him. Okay, I'm not saying it's bad characterization. They're al he's allowed to be inconsistent as a character. I think he would be a way more... Like, I think this would be a more interesting care like movie if Ultron had, like, a consistent, uh, like, philosophy that was, like, contrasting with the Avengers. As opposed to just being kind of erratic and just doing whatever. We'll, we'll get to it as we go through, but yeah, like, I, I can see where you would like it that, yeah, I, th I think it makes him a cool character that, like, he's inconsistent and just kind of, it seems like he's got a lot of, like, conflicting goals, but, ah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. 
We're we're only man. We yeah, we're we're further into this movie than I thought we were. We're good. Anyway, Ultron's making a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, and and Pietro and Wanda explain their backstory. Yeah, where? That when they were ten years old, a shell hit their apartment building and killed their parents, and then they were like trapped under the rubble, just laying there staring at the the Stark logo on the shell, waiting for it to explode. Yeah, for two days. Yeah. So yeah, they they hate Tony Stark and they hate I guess the Avengers by proxy because he's one of them and yeah that's why they signed up to become experiments for Hydra. That's why they were the only two that survived. Yes, yeah, because they got the determination. You know? They got the Undertale stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ultron's gonna help them murder Tony Stark, and they're cool with that. So we get back to Avengers Tower, where they're trying to track Ultron, and they realize that he's teamed up with the Maximoffs. Yeah. And also, he's he's killed Strucker in his cell. Yeah, they see a photo of uh, Strucker dead in his cell, and like in his blood, Ultron wrote the word peace. Uh, uh-huh. Tony mentions that uh, he banksied the crime scene, which seems, mm-hmm. you know, listen, I know that Tony's a, a, a real quippy fella, but... You know, and I understand this was a fucking Nazi, so I'm not that I'm not really bummed out he's dead. It just seems like I don't know. There's like, it's a pretty gruesome scene to be joking about. But uh, Hawkeye's on the phone with his girlfriend. That's weird. He huh, didn't because have... he said he didn't have one. No, oh, no. Is Hawkeye a well, spy? Well, maybe he just started dating someone in the last day. Yeah, that's possible. Maybe he met someone at the party. That's true. It could be. But uh, yeah, then they go to check the computer files, and they see that Ultron has hacked in and deleted everything on Strucker, uh, which makes them worried that, like, there was something about Strucker that would have given them a clue about Ultron's plan, and that's why he killed him. So now they, they go through the physical files, and one guy stands out, Ulysses Claw. Tony Stark recognized him as one of his old arm dealer buddies. Yeah, he's like an illegal black market arms dealer, and everyone kind of shoots him a look. He's like, listen, I didn't... I went to conventions. You meet people sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. I guess, yeah. Like, do you think we've met anyone at PAX that was a war criminal? I don't think so, but I guess it's not impossible. And there's a, there's a tattoo on his neck in the Wakandan dialect. Yeah. It means thief but in a mean way yeah yeah so then they realize that ultron's gonna try to contact this guy get some of that vibranium now is this the first like explicit mention of wakanda or do they talk about it in in captain america it is the first explicit mention okay. of wakanda that's what i thought yeah yep so that's 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 where the vibranium comes from yeah uh yeah so. i like uh uh what's his name's andy circus's performance as ulysses claw oh is that andy circus great yeah yeah, we cut to, like, this weird, like, dried-out shipyard in Africa, uh, where, yeah, Ulysses Claw is just in some kind of control booth yelling at people. I think he's on a phone call or something. And then, uh, the, the twins show up and start, like, pumping him for information or whatever, and he is just completely no-selling them. He is not worried about the spooky psychic lady. Yeah. Uh, it's like, is this your first time intimidating someone? Yeah. He's, she's like, everyone's afraid of something. And he's like, yeah, I'm afraid of cuttlefish. I saw like a documentary on it and they're spooky. Anyway. So uh, if you show me some cuttlefish, I'll know you're not the man in charge. And I only deal with the man in charge. Yeah. And then Ultron shows up and goes, there is no man in charge. Ultron is not a man. He's a, a robot. Right. Yeah. He goes, I am no man. And then, yeah. Uh, Yep, that all happens. <laughs> uh, they open up like a secret panel where he's got all of the chunks of vibranium stored, 
and uh, Claw is explaining that, like, listen, man, this shit's very expensive. It would really suck if you just stole it. Uh, so Ultron just, like, closes his eyes and taps into the internet and makes him very rich. Finance is so weird. Yeah. It, it is. I guess. This is where Ultron- I'm not convinced that anyone understands it. No, that's fair. This scene is where Ultron is starting to lose me. I liked him a lot up until now, and now he's getting- He's a little goofier in this scene, and I don't know. What? What? I don't know. It, eh, it's just- it, It's starting to not work for me the way it was before. Eh, I think it's good. Eh, sure. And he says a line like, It's like I always say, Keep your friends rich, and keep your enemies rich, and wait to find out which is which. Right, and then Claw recognizes that as a Tony Stark line. Because this guy absolutely did business with Tony Stark, no matter what he says. Right. And uh, he points that out and gets, like, he starts to think this is like a sting operation from the Avengers or something. And Ultron gets very mad at the idea that he might willingly be working with Tony Stark. Yeah, I'm not one of his metal men. His hollow men. His, his poppets. Do I look like Iron Man? And then he chops his arm off. Yeah. Okay, alright. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. jeez. Oh, gosh. That's what I was gonna say. Even though I'm starting to lose it on Ultron, I do like his reaction to, like, it's like he just, like, broke a cup or something. Right. Ooh, e oh, jeez. Ah, that's, mm. Well. But then he gets mad again and kicks Claw down the stairs. Yeah. So Iron Man shows up, he's like, ah, Junior, I'm gonna break your old man's heart. Yep. Yeah. And then they, uh, they have some more, you know, speeches and stuff. The Thor says, nobody has to break anything. And Ultron says, clearly you've never made an omelet. That's a, re that's a reference to the famous aphorism, if you want to make an <laughs> omelet, you have to <laughs> break a few eggs. Is that, is that an IMDb trivia line? Uh, Tony does say, like, oh, man, he beat it, he beat me to it by, like, a second. Like, I like that Tony was about to do the same one-liner. Right, they're, they're drawing the connection that Ultron actually does draw a lot from Tony's personality. Right. Although he is loathe to admit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Captain America is there, and he's like, ah, oh, oh, God's righteous man, pretending you could live without a war. I can't phys- uh oh and then he says he can't physically throw up in his mouth, but, you know, that part's not good. I like the other part. And Pietro's like, ah, you're having a fun time, Mr. Stark? This is comfortable, just like old times in this illegal weapons manufacturing thing? Yeah. Uh, Thor says, if you believe in peace, then let us keep it. And Ultron says, I think you're confusing peace with quiet. And that was the line where I was like, oh, wait a second. Maybe I just didn't give this movie enough credit. This could be a cool movie about how, like, the Avengers actually do suck and, like, it's not a good solution to problems. Maybe this might be a good movie. Like, well, it doesn't really get too into it that. It sure doesn't, but I had my hopes up. Yeah. Like, that was the line when I was rewatching. I was like, wait, oh, if this ends up being, like, a cool, weird, like, rebuttal of superhero movies, this movie might rule, actually. Uh, right, what if Ultron was trying to arm rebels across the world? Like, not not even what if Ultron is right, but what if, like, he has some valid points that the heroes can't just dismiss out of hand? That'd be a good movie to watch. Well, we'll get to Black Panther. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, they start fighting. There's this part where Quicksilver is running around, smacking people in slow motion. Yeah. And he tries to catch Thor's hammer, but he can't because he's not worthy. Right, right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It's it's more fighting. It's it's still this this action scene's fine, but like I said, I think as a whole, this movie's just got too many fight scenes in it. Uh, I think it's good. Yeah. It's 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 fine. Um. But uh, at some point, 
we start to get into they're all wandering around trying to find the twins and Ultron, and Scarlet Witch is sneaking up on them and doing mind magic at them. Yeah, yeah. And she tries to do it on Hawkeye, but he does a, a lightning arrow to her forehead. Yeah, he like it's a very like uh, I'm sure Hawkeye's done so like this, but it was a very green arrow kind of thing where it's like a an electro suction cup on her forehead. Yeah. It's very goofy in a way that, you know, sure, yeah. I already spent half the last movie being mind-controlled. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. It's his line. Yeah, basically. Uh, Yeah, Thor has a moment where he's like, oh, she tried to goof up my brain, but it didn't work. And then he rounds a corner and he's in Asgard. Yeah. So hmm? we're going to get a bunch of sequences here of Steve, uh, Thor, and Black Widow having these hallucinations. Yeah. And they're all pretty creepy, and they're all pretty well done, especially Scarlet Witch. Or not, uh, I keep goop, I keep mixing up Scarlet Witch and Black Widow. Especially Natasha's. I, I like her, I like it a lot. Where it's like these weird flashes of, like, her past, but then there's shit where, like, in this one shot, no one has a mouth. Uh, they, they allude to some sort of graduation ceremony. Oh, yeah, they do do that. Uh, She's a monster. Well, listen, we'll get to it. <laughs> I individually in a vacuum really like all three of these sequences yeah i think when you have them all back to back like this they lose a little bit of their punch because it's just i don't know here's a bunch of thor themed trippy shit and now here's a bunch of captain america themed trippy shit and here's a bunch of black widow themed trippy shit like if they were given more room to breathe as like character beats i think i would like them a lot better Fair enough. But yeah, they're, they're cool sequences. Captain America has the thing where like he's at a USO party and as he's walking around more and more of like the crowd have like horrible wounds as they're just like partying and laughing and then like the hall starts to empty out. War is over. We can go home. Yeah. Uh, Thor, yeah, Thor, this is some kind of party on Asgard. Yeah. Heimdall comes up and is like, is that him? Is that the first son of Odin? Yeah. And he, he's he's got the cloudy eyes because he's blind. Right. But he sees everything. And Thor's yeah. a killer or something. And then lightning starts shooting out of Thor, murdering everybody. You know, Th- the- Thor's vision here doesn't really work that well for me, actually. I like Steve and Natasha's a lot. I don't. Thor's is kind of whatever. It's a, it's a pre- prelude to the Ragnarok. Okay, sure. Yeah, he's going to lead them to hell. Okay. We are all dead. Can you not see? You're a destroyer, Odin's son. Right. See where your power leads. It's especially rough for me because it leads into the rest of what Thor's going to do in this movie, which... Right. It's not (sighs) super well integrated. He has a very brief vision of the vision. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That, like, the vision's eyes are just there, like, while they're cross-cutting between some of these things. Right, the role they had for this movie is like, okay, we're gonna have a scene where all the heroes have visions because of the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Uh, I guess because Thor is a magic man, he has some latent powers of prophecy. His vision is actually a, a portent of the future. Yeah, I guess that that part doesn't work for me that well. I don't know. I like I eh. Th- there's like moments in this movie that have like not anything super complicated or like I've never seen it before, but like in terms of the Marvel movie like cinematic vocabulary, they're doing some weird stuff in this movie that I like, but it's in these weird little like t- micro moments that don't feel like a cohesive like 
art direction for the overall movie, so they just sort of stick out oddly. Like, if this weird trippy thing of all three of them having weird visions where, like, you see the vision for split seconds once or twice, that's a cool idea, but then, like, the rest of the movie is so conventionally shot that it just, uh, I don't know. It works better because it's, like, a hallucination scene than Scarlet Witch's last weird thing, but I don't know. I feel like I would have liked it if a lot more of the movie was weird. Sure. Yeah. Then it cuts to, like... Wanda's, Wanda's just kind of, like, crying in Pietro's arm, like, ah, it hurts. Yeah. I don't like this lightning arrow. I got an ouchie. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like, the, like, yeah, Wanda's not, like, a trained soldier or anything. Right, yeah. She's just kind of winging it. Uh, but she is not going to sit the fight out yet, because she wants to get the Hulk. Yeah, she stares at the Quinjet, and Bruce Banner stares back, like, oh boy. Yeah. Um... Can I ask a really important question? Uh Uh-huh. Why don't we get to see the Hulk's weird dream sequence? Well, he's like, it's the one that has the most lasting consequences on the plot. It, like, drives the rest of the Hulk's, like, story for the rest of this movie. And it's the only one they don't let us see. Well, fair enough. It's, like, that's, that should be, if if you're gonna show us one, show us the Hulk's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you think he saw? Hmm. I think he saw... What if, what if it was like he was Bruce Banner, but he had Hulk strength and was breaking everything even though he was just Bruce? Kind of like that one bit in, like, the Justice League cartoon when Superman's, like, killing everyone on accident. And, like, he can't yeah. turn his heat vision off. Right. That was a cool part. That was a good cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Iron Man managed to catch Ultron. And Ultron's like, yeah, you're, you don't get it. Like, I'm an internet man. This is just one robot body. Like, you can kill it if you want. Anyway, bye, loser. I mean, it costs, like, a billion dollars to make that body, probably. Yeah, but he can just steal all the ma- money by doing magic, you know, computer hacking. So, whatever. Right, finance is so weird. Finance is so weird. <laughs> so, Hawkeye is kind of tending to the wounded who are, are psychologically wounded. Yeah. Everyone's kind of, like, semi-catatonic and not really responding. Yeah, especially Black Widow seems like she got hit the hardest by it. Yeah, so Iron Man's got no backup as he tries to corral the Hulk. Yeah. So he calls down Veronica. Yes, which got, like, a quick little one-line illusion earlier. It's some kind of Hulk containment system that Tony and Bruce have designed together. Right, because his old girlfriend was named Betty. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Like like Archie comics? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Hulk is uh, tearing through this city. Yep. Murdering people, he not using the physics calculations. <laughs> That's true. Well, he got Scarlet Witched. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, like, a giant dome drops down on top of him to seal him up, uh, which holds him for a little bit until he just starts to dig. Uh, yeah. But it holds him long enough for Tony to get into... What's this suit called? It's like the a name. Veronica. The, the Hulkbuster. The Hulkbuster. That's what I was trying to think of. It was like, the yeah. Iron Giant. That's a different movie. Uh, and then we get another long fight scene between... Tony and Bruce. Uh, yeah. The Hulk is, like, doing a lot of damage. Tony's doing a lot of collateral damage in the city. Um, I'm checking my phone, because this, this has been too much. What? It's just long. It's just very it goes, long. It goes on a while, sure. Yeah. Like, I get the point of the scene that, like, oh, hey, like, they're causing actual damage and possibly hurting people. But not- Oh, possibly? Well, it's a comic book movie, so it wouldn't not surprise me if, like, you know... It was like, oh, so the, no one actually got hurt. So the Hulkbuster is a Gurren Lagon thing. Yes! Right, where Tony is piloting a regular Iron Man suit, yeah. which is itself piloting the Hulkbuster. Right, and the best part of it is, like, the insert shots of, like, Tony's face. You see, like, the holographic interface of the Iron Man suit, and then the camera pulls back to show a second holographic interface. 
Yes. And there's like a, a unmanned aerial vehicle in the air that whenever a piece breaks off of the Hulkbuster, yeah. it sends in a new one. Yeah. Uh, Tony at one point like pins uh, the Hulk down and just starts like working his fist like a piston to just punch him in the face over and over. As he says, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yeah. Does not work. No, that's not how it works. No. But uh, then like his hand gets broken off and he uses the empty arm socket as like a weird handcuff thing. And, uh, yeah, just a, a lot of mayhem in this city, but, uh, at some point it ends up where they're both in the sky and they're sort of wobbling towards this one under construction built building and Tony like buys it as they're f- slamming into it and they bring the whole building down and there's some like, I don't know, it what? probably wasn't intentional, but there's a lot of footage of like this building collapsing and people running while like this huge cloud of dust tears through it's some kind of 9-11-y imagery all of a sudden oh that's very intentional you think yeah okay as absolutely i guess it's hard to do that unintentionally isn't it yes i think this american director did that intentionally yeah it's just yeah i i feel Hmm. like somebody who worked on this movie really wanted to make it more subversive than it turned out to be about how, like, superheroes are not all that great. Who do you think that's somebody you might have been? I don't know. Because, like, maybe it was Joss Whedon, or, like, did he write the whole script by himself, or... Uh, he's the only credited writer. Okay. Then maybe that was all his idea, and it just kind of... Either he wasn't willing to commit to that idea hard enough, or the studio kind of made him back off on that, but... It's like, I, I can imagine a version of this movie that is... Has a lot more teeth to it that I like a lot more. Much like Winter Soldier. Right, because the... One of Ultron's criticisms, because he keeps changing them, is basically that right. the Avengers, like, maintain the status quo of the world. Right, right. That's what I said. I really like his line earlier where he says, like, you've confused peace with quiet. Right, but that status quo isn't actually very good for most people on yeah, the Earth. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, he- and what we need is a more radical change. Right. And then the other part of, like, when he's being uh, intelligent is, like, you're trying to save the world, but, like, you're just escalating these conflicts and making them way more violent and catastrophic than they would otherwise be. Right. Which is kind of, you know, a lot of superhero stuff is played in that space. Like, that's that's the Dark Knight, you know? Uh, yeah, like, the, the that's what I'm saying. I would like it, I'd like this movie more if Ultron was more consistently that character and the Avengers were forced to contend with the fact that, ah, shit, I mean, he's not wrong. Fuck. But Luke, yeah, the world is a dangerous place, and yes, we do help make it that way, but we're also the ones best qualified to defend it. Yeah. So if you're gonna arrest me, arrest me. Oh, you God. know where to find me. God. <sighs> hmm? Anyway, yeah. So yeah, the Hulk, after he gets, after he gets smashed to the building, he kind of is, like, disoriented. Right. It seems like he's calmed down a bit, and that gives the opening for Iron Man to punch him and knock him out. He looks like he's getting sad at all the damage he's caused, but then he sees all the guns pointed at him and starts to get mad again, but Iron Man, yeah, punches him out. Yeah, he doesn't have the red shit in his eyes anymore, so he's just like... Because before he was, like, he was in a field. He didn't have to come here. Yeah. He came here because the red shit. Right. So then it fades up, and, uh, yeah, Bruce is huddled up with a blanket, traumatized again. They're all just kind of- Still listening to Beats by Dre. (laughs) Uh, They're all still very shaken by their Scarlet Witch visions uh, as this jet's flying around. Uh, The Hulk has not yet, like, they haven't called for his arrest yet, but it seems like they very well might. Yeah, it's like, uh, we don't really have a good place to land because everyone's fucking pissed at us. Yeah, yeah. And like, so they land at Hawkeye's farm. They land at Hawkeye's farm, but like, and they're just gonna hide out here until it's time to go do climax stuff. This, like, 
this status quo for the movie, though, is where I would want the bulk of the movie to be, where it's like, oh, man, we have fucked this up and everyone hates us and Ultron is kind of right and we need to, like, figure out a new way forward. It just, ah, ah, there's a movie I love inside this movie. It, 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 every now and then it peeks its head out and then it goes away again. Anyway, yeah, they go to they go to Hawkeye's giant farm. One might say the second best scene in the movie is all this Hawkeye's family stuff. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's stuff that I like the, I, I like it, op- but I almost feel like this just makes me wish they just did a Hawkeye movie. Yeah, they should make a Hawkeye thing. Yeah, because like this is all pretty good, but it's also like very detached from the rest of the movie in a way that like ah, I kind of wish that this didn't feel like it was intruding on the other stuff. Luke, are you ready for Hawkeye's family to be dead and he becomes dark and edgy? There's no way on Earth that doesn't happen. Yeah, it seems like that's the way they're going to go for Avengers 4. Like, when it got to this part in this movie, I was like, all right, they're going to kill Hawkeye off at the end, right? So that they can show this wife being sad. They've introduced this wife just so she can be sad. And they didn't do that. So then, yeah, the next logical step is, oh, they're going to kill off the family. Cool. Great job, guys. Good, good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Russo brothers. <laughs> uh, I like this opening shot of all these, like, fantastical superhero men walking through this regular-ass farm. Yeah, I like that Thor stepped on some of the kids' Legos. Yeah, they're just standing there awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Natasha's clearly a friend of the family. Right, yeah, because uh, his wife is pregnant, and she's like, oh, how's little Natasha doing? And, uh... They find out that, no, it's a boy, actually. So, sure. Some little girl just comes up and stares at Thor, and he's very uncomfortable about it. But then he has, like, flashbacks to his vision and decides to leave the movie for a while. Yeah, I gotta go do a thing. (laughs) Wait, Thor, where are you going? What's up? Uh, buddy, don't worry about it. Well, Luke, he's, oh, remember Heimdall said he was a destroyer, and he destroyed this Lego structure. Oh, I see. That's... um... Yeah, it's, it's visual storytelling. Ah, then he just tries to sweep it under the rug <sighs> instead of confronting what he has wrought. Like, it's okay if Thor's just a background character for one movie. You don't need to try to come up with shit for him. I I mean, he kind of, like, he's one of the three. Wait, the three? Yeah, he, like, oh, the three oh, main, yeah. yeah. Well, then, the three main characters of these movies. Then maybe you should have done a better job. I agree, they could have done a better job with Thor. Well, no, I would say, like, the three main characters of this one are, like, Bruce, Steve, and Tony, more than Thor. Right. Yeah. Like, I think that's okay if if Thor is a more secondary character in this one. Because, boy, is it just nothing. I I don't think it's nothing. I think they could have integrated it better. All right. We'll we'll talk about it more in a few minutes. Right, when we get to the Norns. (laughs) Have you seen the deleted version of that scene? No, let's let's wait to talk about it, though. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, uh... Hawkeye's talking to his wife uh, about how, you know, shit's, shit's not too good, and she's she's kind of worried. The actress that plays his wife, God bless her, because she has a line during this where she goes, you know, I totally support your avenging. And, like, she sells it as a normal thing a normal person might say, and that's impressive. Yes, good job, Linda Cardinelli. <laughs> yeah, because, wow, what a goofy line. Uh, but yeah, they she's talking about how, like, it doesn't seem like he compares to them. And the Hawkeye's just like, you think they don't need me? She goes, I think they do, and that's a whole lot scarier. And yeah, then, yeah, basically she's like, hey, please don't die at the end of this movie. And Hawkeye's yeah, because like, I'm about to have my third child. Right. And like, there's no one else around here. I, I, I need you, my man. There's definitely not a weird man living in our barn. <laughs> you think Fury lives there? <laughs> I choose to believe he does, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when he went to Europe. Right. He met here. I mean, we don't know where this farm is. 
I guess it could be in Europe. Yeah. He fucking sleeps in the hay. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't even have a bed. <laughs> he, he doesn't come in for dinner either. He just, like, no, hunts no, no. some rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it cuts to Dr. Cho, and she walks into her lab, and Ultron's there, and he's like, if you scream, I'll kill everybody. Uh, and he explains, basically, that he spared her because he's really into this cradle. Uh, yeah, he wants to make an, a new him. Right, and she's like, that's not... Like, it's, it's it's a cool box, but it's not that cool. And he's like, yeah, well, what, if like, I, yeah it is. what if I boop you with the mind stone? Bet it'll be that cool then. Like, yeah, don't be a lazy developer. <laughs> Just make it 4K. Right, yeah. And then, yeah, she gets uh, mind-controlled by the Scepter, and she's like, oh, I will make it 4K. You got it. So then Bruce gets out of the shower and finds that Natasha was waiting for him there. Yeah. And we get some more of this. Oh, this... They they have a conversation. And Natasha just says, I would have gone in there and showered with you. Right. But it did seem like the right time. Yeah. Uh, he explains that, uh, you know, the world has just seen the real Hulk, and it's not as incredible as they thought it would be. And uh, he says, like, he has no choice now but to just cut and run and abandon everything, and they can't be together now. And Natasha's like, fuck it, dude, I'll leave. This sucks. Let's go. I had a dream that I was an Avenger, that I was anything more than the assassin they made me. Yeah. And then, uh, this is around the time, like, he, he talks about, like, he gestures around to the house. He's like, I can't ever have this, like, a normal life and kids. Like, think about it. I physically can't. And then she says, neither can she. In the red room where I was trained, mm -hmm. where I was raised, they have a graduation ceremony. They sterilize you. It's efficient. One less thing to worry about. The one thing that might matter more than the mission. It makes everything easier. Even killing. You still think you're the only monster on the team? So, okay. <laughs> she's a monster. I don't think they intended to say she's a monster because she can't have kids. I don't think that's what that line is supposed to mean. Even though God doesn't sound that way. Should have, if that's what, if Johnson did not intend to say that, she should have done some revisions. I agree. 100%. I think the point of the line is that she has been completely made from the ground up to be a killing machine to the point where they've even fucked with her insides. And that's why she's a monster. But it definitely sounds like she's saying that women who can't have children are monsters. Right, that, like, of all of all the things she had to endure being raised in the Red Room... Right. They chose to focus on this specific aspect. Exactly, like, we saw earlier in her, like, vision that she had to, like, murder a man. That part, eh, whatever. Yeah, like, if they had even said, oh, I in the Red Room, I had to do all these things, yeah. and among them, also, I was sterilized. Right. Maybe would have been less bad. 100%, yeah. Like, I, I, I think it comes off worse than was intended, but that's, that's, not a, that's not an excuse. That's an explanation for why they needed to rewrite the scene. Yeah, or cut it. <laughs> or just cut it, because it's not good. Yeah. Right, like, okay, yesterday... They were talking about beginning a relationship. Yeah. And now they're talking, Natasha's trying to shower with him. They're talking about running off and making a family? Yeah, uh -huh. or I guess not making a family. Right. Yeah. I will also say, just because, yeah, I'll, I'll point it out. Uh, 
my girlfriend, fellow host of Let's Place, Chelsea, uh, hates all of this because after the first Avengers, she was a very hardcore Hawkeye Black Widow shipper. And she hated oh. that they gave Hawkeye a wife and also started doing all this stuff with the Hulk. They ruined her OTP, Crystal. I, I guess they did, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chelsea. Sorry, Chelsea. Uh, but yeah, so that, that scene happened. Anyway, Captain America and Iron Man are splitting wood. And I do like that you just see this wide shot of their wood piles, and Steve's is way bigger. Yeah, this is a, a manly way to blow off some steam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're kind of sniping at each other during all of this about how Tony, like, hid the Ultron shit from them. Uh, and how, like, he Tony is almost, like, a little suspicious of the fact that Steve, like, bounced back from that stuff so easily. He's like, I don't trust someone that doesn't have a dark side. And Steve just like, man, Ultron is trying to pit us against each other. Why are you doing this, you dipshit? He was like, well, I guess you'd know. Yeah. Whether you tell us is a bit of a question. Right. Uh, and Tony's just like, listen, I'm trying to end the fight. I'm trying to win the fight. I'm trying to end the team. And, and Steve gets mad and splits apart a, a wood yes, with his bare hands. Steve rips apart a piece of wood with his bare hands and makes a gif that is going to just be on Twitter forever. Every time someone tries to win a war before it starts, innocent people die. Every time. Yeah. Which, I will say one part of this movie, I think, is pretty well done, as far as being, like, a sequel to the next phase of Marvel movies, is, like, Steve's position in this movie feels like it follows pretty naturally from where he was in Winter Soldier. Because he, it, right. like, it very much is like, god dang it, Tony is doing all the shit that Nick Fury was doing in my last movie. Yeah. So, I like that. Like, it, it, his arc here is kind of like... He's trying to make the Avengers into a better version of what S.H.I.E.L.D. was. Right, yeah. Whereas Tony but is trying Tony to... keeps fucking it up. Right, We're, yeah, because Tony wants to make the Avengers obsolete. He wants to build something. Tony is like a, a Silicon Valley startup where he just wants to build an algorithm that'll solve every problem. And, like, exactly. refuses to pay attention when it obviously fails. Uh, right. But Hawkeye's wife comes out and asks Tony to take a look at their tractor. So he goes over. And he's just. Yeah. And he said, as he walks away, he's like, don't touch my pile. Yeah. It's in my pile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the size difference is so. Uh, yeah. It's, it's good. Uh, but yeah, Tony checks out the tractor and starts like goofing with the parts. But then it turns out that he's actually intruding on Nick Fury's house. Nick Fury says, do me a favor. Don't bring it to life. Yeah. And yeah, they start talking, and Nick Fury gives some, you know, Nick Fury dialogue, and Tony's just like, God dang it, I don't care. Just like, are you gonna help, please? Uh, I love Tony's reaction, because he thought Nick Fury was dead. Yes. <laughs> when he hears his voice, he's like, God damn it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking this guy again. Yeah. Keep showing up in my house. <laughs> well, now he's showing up in his house, so, you know. <laughs> Yes, I love the idea that he just lives in this barn. No, it's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, Tony talks about the vision he saw, and Nick is just to me like, "No, the, have you not figured this out yet? Like, that's the Scarlet Witch's thing. Is she gives you visions, dummy?" And he's like, "Yeah, but mine was realer. So shut up. Everyone died, and I need to s stop that from happening." And Tony Stark explains his psychosis. Mm -hmm. He says, I felt the whole world die because of me, because I didn't do all that I could. Yeah. And it's, it's up to him to solve all the problems, Luke. Right, yeah. And then it cuts to Thor in a hoodie. Uh-huh. Uh, picking up Dr. Selvig, who apparently has finally, like, remembered that he has to wear pants. 
Thank God. They've, like, dropped that dumb thing. Unlike Tony Stark, he went to see a therapist. Yeah, yes. The worst part wasn't that my friends died. It's that I did it. Yeah. Uh, That's a decent dialogue. Uh, But yeah, uh, Thor wants to take Dr. Selvig somewhere, and he's like, it'll be dangerous. And Dr. Selvig's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And they get in a car. I like Selvig's resigned tone. Yeah. (laughs) As fucking, what's this actor's name? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård? Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård's like, hey, I'm collecting my paycheck here. Yeah. Oh, he he definitely is. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, they're the Avengers are all hanging out around Hawkeye's like dinner table, uh, chatting about what to do about Ultron, and Nick is just like, oh yeah, it's easy to find Ultron. He's literally everywhere. He's all over the internet. The guy's multiplying faster than a Catholic rabbit. Uh, they ask if he's this burn on Catholics and rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> As you get for not wearing condoms or using birth control. I guess so. Uh, Nick says that, like, yeah, Ultron is still trying to get nuclear codes, but uh, he's not making any headway because somebody keeps, like, randomizing them or something at the Nexus, which is the World Internet Hub in Oslo. Right, that thing. Every byte of data flows through there. I don't right, that's how the inter- I don't think that's how the internet works. Well, it's like in this in this comic book world it is. Yeah, sure. It, it listen, there's there's worse. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Every- no, like it, it 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 is absurd. Yeah. But I like it. I don't know if I like it. I'm just I'm willing to just allow it. Uh yeah, but the codes are constantly being changed by some mysterious actor, who knows who. It'd be nice if they did because they might be an ally. Uh but uh, Nick Fury is like, anyway, that's all I got for you. You guys, like, blew up all my cool toys, so I got nothing else for you. Figure it out yourselves, idiots. Bye. Outwit the Platinum Bastard. Yeah. That's just, Steve doesn't like that kind of talk. <laughs> yeah. And Steve's just like, God. <laughs> Fine. God. Yeah. Uh, right. And then, like, Bruce thinks about how Ultron's talking about, like, oh, you know, Ultron wants humanity to evolve. And then he thinks, oh, you know... Like, 3D printing skin is kind of like evolution. Maybe he's talking to Ellen Cho. And, hey, he was right. And Helen Cho's making a new body. The vibranium atoms are binding with the tissue cells. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ultron's like, the most versatile substance on the planet, and they used it to make a frisbee. Yeah. Except for Wakanda, which I don't know about, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. So he cracks open the scepter to get the mind gem out of it. And then pl- the, the what? Sorry, the Mind Stone. The what? We don't know what this is yet, Luke. Oh, he cracks open the scepter, and there's a weird glowy rock inside. Huh. Huh. Wonder what it could it's, be. This is, a, this is a good thing to make an infinity rock. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a good th- pull. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think the scepter is one of the few infinity stones they've, like, done kind of right by. It does, yeah, it does like- cool mind shit. It doesn't just shoot lasers. The concept of what are we going to do with the Mind Stone? Yeah. What if it was like an AI? And what if it was Ultron? Yeah, okay, right. Okay, so that gets to thing number two that Ultron might be, which is like, is he just the Mind Stone, but with like some Tony Stark goofed in there? He's part Mind Stone, part the Ultron program. Okay, yeah. Well, part something else though, right? That we'll get to near the end? Wait, what are you talking about? I mean, like, the post-credits part, mid-credits part, whatever. I don't think Thanos was involved in this, no. The... Okay, I guess let's talk about the Thanos thing. Thor mentions that, like, it's no coincidence that uh, three Infinity Stones have shown up on Earth so rapidly. Like, someone is pulling the strings from behind the curtain. They seem to be implying that Thanos somehow had a hand in all the Ultron shit. 
I think that just refers to the fact like, oh, the only reason the Scepter was here in the first place is because whoever Loki's mysterious yeah, okay. master okay. was gave it to him. I guess that's So true. I think, like, at best, Wait, Thanos was like, okay, I'm not going to try to retrieve the scepter because, like Wanda, I know they're going to destroy themselves with it. Yeah, because, like, what about then, like, the, like Thanos' line in this movie was like, fine, I'll do it myself. Well, there's some chronological uh, things. Oh, don't give me any of that baloney. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think Thanos, like, planned Ultron or anything. I guess it might... I, I was wondering if maybe, like... Okay, Tony makes Ultron.exe, and, like, it's an idea for a program to protect the world, and sure, Tony's got his problems, but maybe it would basically work. But maybe, like, Thanos, like, has the password to the Mind Stone's Wi-Fi, and he kind of hacks into it, and then, like, adds, like, some evil into the program, and that's why Ultron acts the way he does? Uh, I think if he did that, Ultron would be have a very different personality. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. This, this Again, this movie's got maybe a few too many ideas. Yeah, no, I, d- I don't think that post credit scene is good in any way. Sure, yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, uh, they all fly off to go fight Ultron. Uh, Tony's going to the Nexus. Everyone else is going to Helen Cho to try and stop the new Ultron body from happening. And meanwhile, Thor found a cave with a puddle in it. Called the, yeah, water the Water of Sight. sight. Doctor Selvig has a treasure chest with him. Wait, what? He's like a weird box. Oh yeah, I guess he does. <laughs> don't talk does about he it take at all. Anything out of it? It's like they had their own movie in the middle of this movie that we didn't get to watch. Right there, there is a deleted extended scene of this where they get more into like the Norns that possess him, and they refer to like their father who is somehow related to the Infinity Stones. What? Okay. Yeah, well, it's hard to put stock in any of that because, like, it's not in the movie, so it's not really canon. But yeah, um, they obviously had something bigger planned for this. I guess and this is w- what was left. It it they should have cut the whole thing. It's dumb and makes no sense. Yeah, so Thor starts having some visions of the Infinity Stones. Well, and he no, realizes... he doesn't yet. He's just looking at the pool, and we cut back to Tony, who's at yeah. who's at the Nexus, which is just yeah a big old computer room. Uh, where he's just, uh, I guess, hacking nuclear codes. As you do. As you do. I, mi- I think I missed the part why he's doing that. Is he trying to, like, lure he's trying Ultron? To find, he's trying to find the, their mysterious ally. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, but yeah, now Thor is having more of the visions he was having from Scarlet Witch. And also, he's, like, getting all electrically. Uh-huh. And, um, he sees, like, some stuff. He sees some Infinity Stones. Did you know that, like, all the things that had, like, weird powers in the past few movies have been Infinity Stones? Right. I mean, this is the third time they've had a monologue about them. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, this time you see kind of the vague outline of the Infinity Gauntlet, so that's something right. new. I mean, this is the official reveal that that mysterious yellow gem is indeed the Mind Stone. I guess that's true, yeah, yeah. Uh... Ultron is in Dr. Cho's lab, and he's got, like, a data cable hooked up to the new body where he's downloading himself into it. And uh, now that his consciousness is, like, partially in this organic body, Scarlet Witch can read his mind. And he, she sees the world exploding. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? But you were, that's not... It. Why are you doing that one, though? And uh, yeah. Ultron just explains that it's not... He's not killing everybody. Listen, lots of species survive extinction-level events. I'm just gonna kill... Like, 99% of everybody, and then whoever's left can maybe build something better. That'll be cool, right? Right, guys? That makes sense, right? 
and they- There were more than a dozen extinction-level events before even the dinosaurs got theirs. Yeah. When the Earth starts to settle, God throws a stone at it. Uh-huh, yeah. And, they uh, have to evolve. There's no room for the weak. Right, and Quicksilver asks him, like, who's weak? And Ultron just says, like, oh, nature decides, or life decides. Meanwhile, Scarlet Witch uses her powers to cancel the powers of the Mind Stone, which, that seems- That's fine. That seems like she's very strong. She, yes. Which she I guess very I guess in comics she's also like super powerful, right? Yeah, she's absolutely one of the strongest superheroes. Yeah, so sure. Uh So Ultron like rips out the tube that was imprinting his brain into this new body. Yeah, because they need to escape or something. Yeah. Uh Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver escape and he's like, "Oh, guys, oh, come on." Uh but yeah, then he kills everybody. I I like his relationship with the twins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, like he, oh, go ahead. He he, like he cares about them genuinely, right? But he also doesn't really know how to like be a friend. Sure. Yeah. 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 I like Ultron as a character. I just don't think it. Again, I would like this movie a lot if it was a little different, and a lot of what would have to change is Ultron. Uh, but yeah, Captain America gets to the lab. Uh, Cho is still barely alive. Uh, all right. Did she die at the end of the scene? It's not clear. I guess it's no, probably... No, she's alive. Yeah. Okay. She's she's in the... Near the end of the movie. Is she? Okay. Okay. Uh, but they've already made off with the cradle with the new body in it. Yeah, it's in a truck. Yeah. And, uh, Cho explains that they need to get the cradle to Stark. Why do they have to get it to Stark? So that he can... Uh, yeah. I guess maybe it's because the Mind Stone's in there and it's got a lot of power and only he can, like, safely diffuse it. Yeah, he's the smart guy. He can figure something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they're all searching for uh, stuff. Hawkeye sees a plane taking off with no manifest, which maybe that's the thing. But no, it's this random truck on the highway. Does that plane ever come up? Yeah, Ultron's piloting it. Is he? Okay, okay. Uh, right, the, yeah, they find the, the truck on the highway, and we get a whole chase thing, fight, fight times, get into this truck, get that, get that cat. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is the part where Steve throws his shield at Ultron and just, like, gets embedded in his chest, and he's like, stop it. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it- Ultron says, you know what's in that cradle? The power to make real change, and that terrifies you. Yeah, yeah, they, he does say that, and then, uh... Yeah, again, like, this action scene's fine, like, in a vacuum, but I am getting bored of the action. This is good. Like, this movie feels very long to me. It's a long film, yes. Dense. But, like, you said it's shorter than the first one, right? Yeah, but not by much, but yeah. Sure, but I think the short one goes at a good clip. Like, I'm engaged, it's fun the whole time. This one just feels like, ugh, how how much more time is still left in it? Oh, jeez. Luke, can you name all the countries they've been to in this movie? Oh, well, they've been to Sokovia, America, mm-hmm. someplace in Africa they didn't bother to name, uh, wherever this is. Seoul. Okay, it was, yeah, they said that, all right. And then wherever Hawkeye's farmhouse is. That's everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of countries. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. This this movie, by this point, is really starting to lose my attention. It just feels like it's dragging. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They get the they get the cradle from Ultron, but Ultron escapes, I guess, in the jet, right? Is that what happens? Yeah. yeah. But- the, the, some drones start carrying the truck and flying it. Yeah. The twins start to fight Ultron on the public train. Right, yeah, there's a like, whole thing with the train. Being super, Ultron's like, please, don't do this. Supposed to be my friends. Yeah, but they're not his friends because he wants to kill everybody. 
humanity will have every opportunity to improve yeah and cap cap does some leadership to the twins and together they save the train and the people on it uh yeah no he saves some people on the train the train kind of gets out of control though so that's bad Natasha uh, gets the cradle to Barton on the Quinjet, but she gets grabbed by one of the drones. Right, yeah. Yeah. So the train's out of control, but Captain America manages to talk Scarlet Witch into, like, you know, stopping the train while Quicksilver gets everyone out of the way. And, uh, yeah, they did a little bit of superhero. Yeah. They did, they, it's nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. But then Steve's like, don't worry, the body got to Tony Stark just fine. And Scarlet Witch is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you think that's a good idea? Yeah, this seems like a bad idea. And, like, Steve is a more of like, ah, shit. <laughs> uh, so, Tony, Bruce, and Hawkeye are all in the lab with the cradle. And Tony comes up with an excuse to make Hawkeye leave so that he can bully Bruce into doing more dumb shit. Uh-huh. He says, well, you know the thing we did at the beginning of this movie? Yeah. Hey, you remember the beginning of this movie when we thought, like, hey... What if we just used a bunch of technology beyond our understanding, like the, the what turned out to be Infinity Stone, and like make a cool thing that'll work out perfectly? And then it like went super bad, and a bunch of people have died, and like our friends are falling apart. What if we just like did it again, though? And uh, Bruce Banner's line is, "I'm stuck in a time loop." Yeah, which is a reference to a popular fan theory about this movie. What? Where the Mandarin was going to be the villain. What? And the Mandarin was going to be a, a techno-demon. What? That existed within the fabric of the universe. What? And there was going to be a whole time loop story. I, that would And it would, in Ant-Man, they would reveal that Ant-Man helped them break out of the time loop. What? Uh-huh. Why, where does that come from? Some guy made it up. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So he said that, I was like, yeah, good ref. All right. So, yeah, it turns out that the the intelligence that was scrambling the nuclear codes was Jarvis, who never actually died. He was, like, hiding in Ultron the whole time or something. He was hiding on the internet. Yeah. And uh, now he's, he's back, better than ever. And Tony thinks, what if we just cram Jarvis into this robot body with, the, with an Infinity Stone inside of it? That'll be fine, yeah. right? And uh, Bruce is just like, no? Uh, okay. And they do it. And I'm mad at everybody. Or, okay, the scene with Scarlet Witch sets this up as like, oh, you guys don't realize, you've forgotten that, like, Ultron aside, the real villain of this movie is Tony Stark. And like, if that's right, the way you will do anything to make things right. Right. Okay, so if that's the way you're going with it, fine, this is a good setup for the finale. Okay, you're gonna, this is gonna cause actual friction, you're gonna have to deal with that. Okay, cool, fine. I'm on board so far. <sighs> But anyway, what's what happens next? We'll come back. Well, we cut to uh, Ultron's factory. Yeah. Where Natasha has been imprisoned. Right. And Ultron wants to show her his new body yeah. because he doesn't have anyone else. Right, 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 right. Uh, so He starts giving the peach about how he thinks a lot about meteors. Yeah. And the purity of them. Yeah, what the fuck? A world made clean for the new the, man to the rebuild. The quality of the writing in this movie has gone so far downhill. I think it's consistent. Nah, I think it's way better in the first 40 minutes. Uh, but yeah, he just talks about yeah how pure meteors are and like walks towards her. And then his new body rips his old body in half. And it's kind of a cool visual. Yeah, his new body's made the vibranium. Yeah. It's very strong. Yeah. And it causes her to back up in fear, which she ends up backing up into a jail cell. So, you know, that happened. Yeah. Uh, 
so now Clint's like searching using spy techniques to search for Natasha. Yeah. And in her cell, she rigs up some kind of thing. I, yeah, and, I guess she MacGyvers together a radio or something. Yeah, and she's sending Morse code out. Yeah. To like pointing it to Avengers Tower somehow, I guess. Sure. Why not? Sure. She's good at spy things. She's good at spy things. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, Bruce and Tony are just doing this dumb shit, and Steve walks in, he's like, are you kidding me, guys? He says, I'm gonna say this once. How about nuts? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's just a big ol' confrontation. Bruce is now fully on Tony's side. Uh, he's convinced that Steve just wants to stop them because Scarlet Witch is manipulating him, and, uh... And Bruce says, I, I, I could kill you and not even turn it into the Hulk, because I'm very mad at you. Yeah. And while they're all arguing, Quicksilver just runs around and unplugs everything, which I appreciate. Yeah. Good. And then he just sees a bullet come up in slow motion from underneath of him. And, uh, yeah, the, the glass that he was standing on shatters and he falls through. And Hawkeye, Hawkeye gets one up on him for once. It says, you didn't see that coming? Yeah. And you see there's, a little, there's still a little residual power because the, the, the synthesoid's hands twitch a little bit inside the cradle. Yep. So then uh, the Avengers all start fighting. Tony's fighting Steve. Uh, and then Bruce, like, grabs Scarlet Witch and, like, dares her to make him mad while he's, like, got her in a bear hug. And while they're all fighting, Thor just flies in and turns the machines on with his hammer? Yeah, he summons lightning. And at this point, I'm just like, all right, fuck this movie. What? (laughs) Because it's just, now we're just playing Calvin Ball. Like, nothing makes any sense anymore. How does this not make sense? It's just like, uh, we gotta download Jarvis to the machine, I guess, and then, oh, but we're not gonna, we're gonna fight over it, and then Thor's just gonna zap it, and that's gonna make it happen, I don't know, it's dumb. Right. This got dumb. The problem was they cut the power, and then Thor brings the power. It's, that's not, uh, anyway. What? It's, it. I don't understand anything Thor's fucking doing in this movie. What do you not understand? He's... Why is he... What? Why Why anything? Okay, Why do you go take a magic space bath in a cave? Because he wanted to understand his vision. Okay, but what? Like, it's just... Oh, I know. I'll just go take a magic space bath in a cave. Dr. Selvig, bring your finest treasure chest. (laughs) Bring your finest treasure chest. Precautionary in case the Norns overtook him. Uh Uh-huh. And then... You don't know the legend of the Norns? I'm sorry this movie expects you to be familiar with Norse mythology. It'll maybe a little highbrow. And like, uh, it's just, it's everyone. It, okay, no, no. Here, okay, here. Okay. More than anything else, here's what it is. It's like I was saying. This is setting it up as like, oh, Tony's the real bad guy here, even if he doesn't realize it. You're gonna have to stop him. And then Thor walks in and is like, oh no, guys, I took a magic space bath. Space bath. Actually, Tony's right. We just need to do what he says. So here's here's your weird naked red man. He's gonna save everything. Don't worry about it. A weird naked red man comes out of the casket. Yeah. And he's the Vision, and I don't I don't know about the Vision from comic books. Is he cool? He seems, yeah, he seems, seems kind of cool. He seems like he's got kind of a Martian Manhunter thing going on. Yeah. Or maybe even like a Dr. Manhattan. Not quite that level, but like, you know, there's there's shades of Dr. Manhattan to him. He, he kind of lunges at his father Thor, and then Thor throws him against the wall where he stops and looks out onto the city. Yeah. And then he apologizes for attacking Thor, because I guess he just kind of freaked out for a sec. Yeah, was, being born is very confusing. Sure. Then he makes some clothes, and then he looks at Thor, and he makes a cape. Yes, that all happens. So he, so here's the purpose of Thor shooting the light. Uh-huh. So the Vision yeah. is a constituent entity of a variety of factors. Sure. It's Jarvis and the Mind as, Stone. And, well, no, it's more than that. Okay. There's the remnants of Jarvis, one... 
The Mind Stone, two. Uh-huh. The Partial Consciousness of Ultron, three. I get, yeah, okay, sure. Whatever the new stuff uh, Tony and Bruce were just doing, four. Uh-huh. And Thor's Lightning, five. I, but it's lightning. That's not a... Uh. I think being birthed via Thor's lightning affected him in a way where he turned out differently than he would have if Tony just went on doing his thing. I feel like we have never seen Thor's lightning be anything other than actual literal electricity, though. It's never had, like, that kind of, like, magical property. It just zaps shit. It's magical lightning. Sure, I guess. I don't know. I feel like all of this is very badly explained and just all kind of happens at once. And it just like, fuck, I don't know, man. Here's the vision. You like the vision? He's the vision. The vision's very well done in this film, in my opinion. I I think he's acted well and I like how he looks. I think everything about the past handful of scenes that led to him existing were just a scramble of nonsense. So, again, could have been integrated better. Uh-huh. But Thor's role in this movie is to be the father of the Vision. I, I, I guess? Sure. I mean, you're. I guess you're li- not, like, wrong. It's just, like, why, though? So Steve says, Thor, you helped create this? Thor says, I've had a vision, a whirlpool that sucks in all hope of life, and at its center is that, the gem. It's the Mind Stone. It's one of the six Infinity Stones, the greatest power in the universe, unparalleled in its destructive capabilities. And I brought it to life because Stark is right. The Avengers cannot defeat Ultron, not alone. We need this vision. Yeah, and like the vision has some dialogue in this scene where it's almost very much... Again, it's one of the, like, several, like, underbaked themes in this movie, because it kind of harkens back to when Ultron was talking about how, like, oh, like, humans create children, and they, like, overtake them or whatever, and, like, the Vision has these lines about how, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not anything that you expected me to be, and I'm, I'm different, and I'm, I have my own power, like, autonomy, and that's scary for you, but I guess we'll just have to let me figure myself out. Like, there's this weird idea that he's, like, yeah, he's, he's, like, a, the next generation of something and like that's okay sure that's an idea we can roll with that but like it's just this movie is too overstuffed there's three fucking movies in this thing and none of them get enough room to breathe vision steve asks vision are you on our side says i don't think it's that simple i am on the side of life ultron isn't and he will end it all i don't want to kill ultron he's unique and he's in pain but that pain will roll over the earth, so he must be destroyed. Yeah. Every form he's built, every trace of his presence on the net, we have to act now, and not one of us can do it without the others. I think we could Maybe probably I... do it without Hawkeye. I mean, you know, I know he's gonna help, hey. but I feel like you, you know. Maybe I am a monster. I don't think I'd know if I were one. I'm not what you are, and not what you intended. So there may be no way to make you trust me, but we need to go. And then he picks up Thor's hammer. Yeah, and then he picks up the And Thor's like, well, good enough for me. Yeah, he's worthy. The dialogue is very worthy. Yeah, for sure. As that's something a worthy person would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I, I, I think now that the vision's here, like, yeah, sure, for it's fine. It's just, I don't know if this movie needed the vision. I mean, if you're going to make an Ultron movie, you kind of need the vision. Are, are they, like, super interlinked in, in comic books? Yes, absolutely. I gotcha. I don't know, it just seems like maybe save that for the next movie. Like, let let let, let Ultron survive this one, and then let the vision get his own thing. So there's... Because, again, this movie just feels like there's too much in it. Do you know of the two rumored post-credit scene for Avengers 4? Uh, I do not. The first one takes place at Steve Rogers' funeral. Okay. And the crowd kind of dissipates. Okay. And then it shows a person, a bald man in a wheelchair, 
Okay. It's, it's, Prof- it's Professor Charles oh, Xavier. Oh, I see. And the second one is Ultron Wakes Up. Oh, what? I, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Whatever. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Well, yeah, sure. Anyway. They're all like, all right, well, I guess let's go fight Ultron. He's gonna he's gonna do something big and scary back in Sokovia. Uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch raid the Avengers' closet to make some costumes, which I like. Like, Quicksilver's yeah. just like, oh, this jacket would look nice on you, sis. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. But, yeah, they, you know, they rally, and they're gonna go fight, and Quicksilver's running around the town telling everyone to evacuate. Nick runs into a police station and tells them to clear out, and they don't, so he comes back with an assault rifle and just shoots at the ceiling. Tony has a conversation of, like, one of us is gonna die, there's no way we all get through this. Yeah. And he says, Ultron's gonna be focusing on Iron Man. Right. And the Vision walks fast and says, that's true, he hates you the most. Yeah. There's a scene of, like, Scarlet Witch mind-controlling people to leave the town. Which, you know, if you got mind control powers, there's there, there's there's worse ways to use them. So yeah, so that's a fine use of it. Yeah. Steve gives a speech like, listen, we, we chose this fight, the people at Sokovia did not, so our priority is to get them out. Yeah. And he says that, like, Ultron thinks that we're what's wrong with the world, so our job here isn't just to beat him, but it's to prove him wrong. And th- again, oh, that line would... By... What's that? How's he going to prove him wrong, Luke? By punching him a bunch, I guess. I guess by saving the people? I guess. That's a line that would be so much better if this was the good version of the movie, where that was, like, actually the central conflict of the film. Right. Like, this is another line that survived from that draft of it. Uh, Bruce... How, how, how would you write the climax of this film? Uh, that's hard to say, because, so I mean, for one thing, writing a movie on the spot's hard. But, I don't know, like... <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I would need more time to think about it than this. <laughs> so so you want Tony Stark to be the villain, right? Uh, I mean, that's a way to play it. You can play it that way. Have you heard of one of the rumors for Avengers 4? Uh, what's one of the rumors for Avengers 4? That the, the villain... So at the beginning of the film, the cosmic entity Eternity shows up. They haven't oh, even God, finished dealing with Thanos yet! <laughs> right. And at the end of the movie, turns out Eternity is Tony Stark from the future. What?! When he has ascended to God. How?! And the people of the future also know him as Kang the Conqueror. How credible is this rumor? Not very. Okay. All right. There's. Well, is there a Taco Bell in Sokovia? Is there? Did we see a Taco Bell? Hold on, hold on. I'm just... No, that's not Taco Bell. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Bruce finds Natasha, and he's going to break her out of the jail. He shoots the lock with a laser, and then she can... And uh, he explains that he can't be in a fight around civilians, so at most they can help with the evacuation, but then they just need to leave. And they're going to cut and run like they talked about doing before. Uh, and yeah, Ultron and Iron Man meet up, and they another fight starts up. There's been so much fighting, and I just looked, and there's 40 minutes left in this movie, and it's basically all fighting. Yeah, they, they spent a lot of money on Climax. There's a lot of fighting in this movie, Crystal, and I'm very bored of it. Ultron explains his plan. He's going to use a big rocket to lift the city into the sky yeah. and then crash it right. down. So it'll it'll have an effect like a meteor hitting the Earth. Like the purity of a meteor. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think a lot. How would you react if someone said that to you? <laughs> I think a lot about the purity of a meteor. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I like Homestuck too. <laughs> So the robots are here. Yeah. They're all fighting. We get a big old fight. Like, instead of the uh, Chitari, is that what they were called? Yeah. Yeah. Now the, like, f- like infinite mooks they can fight are just robots that look kind of like Iron Man. The Vision confronts Ultron and uh, breaks his router. Yeah. So he can't escape into the internet. Yeah. 
Yep. He like slams his hands on him and then yeah, just yeah, whatever. That's why they needed him. Right. Yeah, that's like the the main contribution. Right. Yeah, that's that's what he does. Like doesn't doesn't the vision like phase through walls and shit? Yeah, he does that. Seems like he could be a little more useful. I mean, he is. He also phases through walls and uses laser beams and stuff, sure. but like none of that would matter if he also couldn't Oh no, no, keep I understand. From I understand. Yeah. But yeah. Like they they got the laser quota is pretty pretty filled. That's true. Uh, so basically, everyone has to fight the Ultrons while Tony tries to figure out a way to an engineering solution to stop the city from smashing down while everyone else is trying to evacuate people. But the city's lifting up and there's a bunch of people still in the city. So that's bad. They yeah, they fight so. a bunch of robots and there's a bunch of fighting. Do you see the beauty of it? The inevitability? You rise only to fall. You, Avengers, you are my meteor, my swift and terrible sword, and the earth will crack with the weight of your failure. But he's- they're not his meteor! They're just there while he turns a city into a meteor! Purge me from your computers, turn my own flesh against me, it means nothing. When the dust settles, the only thing living in this world will be metal. It's like, even within this speech, he changes direction like three times. Right, yeah, and now his plan has nothing to do with, like, you know, doing an extinction-level event so only the strongest humans survive. Now it's about killing all humans so only robots survive. It's just, uh... Again, it's... It's good. No, it's not. It's good. It's terrible. (laughs) Yes, no, it's not. (laughs) Ultron's good. Uh, Ultron's kind of good, but the movie doesn't work when the villain's motivations change, like, in the middle of a line. (laughs) He doesn't even know what he wants, Luke. He's mad at his dad. He's just a dog chase. He's like the Joker, but not funny. (laughs) I'm like a dog eh? chasing cars. (laughs) I wouldn't even know what to do if I caught it. That's a really good impression. <laughs> Thank you. This this podcast is home to a bunch of very good impressions. Hey, it's me, the Joker. It's simple. Just kill the Batman. Anyway, uh, Black Widow and Hulk make out, and then she shoves him down a hole, so he turns into the Hulk. And the Hulk smiles because he gets smash ethically. Right. It's ethically smash. Yeah, so... They uh they jump up onto the city and go do some more punch and fight. And Natasha rides the Hulk like a horse. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah, they're trying to save people from the collapsing buildings and doing a lot more punching and a lot more shooting and, you know, blowing up stuff. Things blow up. They blow some things up. Some stuff blows up and then they shoot some things. Scarlet Witch has a good moment with Hawkeye, where she's scared, and Hawkeye's like, hey, shit or get off the pot, I'm not here to fucking babysit you. If you walk out that door, you're a Avenger. Yeah. I, I like, Hawkeye does really put a point, Hawkeye's the one who really lays out what this movie is, because he's like, listen, we're in a flying city, fighting a god robot, an army of robots, and I have a bow and arrow, none of this makes any fucking sense. Yeah, just, look, look, it's your fault, it's everyone's fault, who cares? Are you up for this? Get out of there and fucking kill some robots. And she does, and the music swells, and she's a Avenger. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so she now she's blowing some stuff up, and some more stuff blows up, and Steve catches a car, and then some more stuff blows up, a few things explode. If you get killed, walk it off. That's 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 an alright little one-liner. Yeah. They punch some robots. He, he kicks, he Sparta kicks a robot off a cliff. Yeah, some, some robots get punched. Sparta kick is one of the core abilities in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's very stupid. <laughs> it's good. It never gets old to kick someone off a cliff. Well, sure, that's true. 
Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, they they punch some robots. Say, there's a lot of scenes where you know they go out of their way to save the civilians. Sure, which you know I I appreciate that. I guess. Yeah, it was useful in the three years when everyone was obsessed with how bad Man of Steel was. I mean, Man of Steel is a pretty fucking bad movie. It's the worst of the the DCEU. I it was so bad I refused to watch the rest of the DCEU, so I can't comment. Justice League is good. Okay, I'm wary of that. <laughs> You think this movie's good, so, Crystal, I love you, but I don't necessarily trust your movie opinions. Well. Anyway, they keep punching stuff. Some stuff gets punched. A few things explode. (laughs) There's some explosions. Shield gets thrown at stuff. Tony can't figure out the solution yet. Yeah, the city's getting higher and higher. Yep. And his new AI, Friday. Yeah, who's, like, Irish? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, listen, right now, if it drops, it would kill thousands of people. It's going to keep going higher until it's going to destroy the whole planet. Right. Yeah. And like they talk about how like Tony has not figured out a way to stop it. He's figured out a way to blow it up, which would kill everyone on the rock, which is a lot of people, but it's less people than if the rock drops. Right. And Steve's like, nope, not doing that. Nope. But then Nick Fury shows up on the helicarrier. Where'd he get this thing? They blew the helicarriers up. It's it's the one from the first movie. That got blown up in the first movie, didn't it? No, it didn't. Did it not? I thought, like, the Hawkeye, when he was mind-controlled, fucked it up. He didn't know. It was fine. Okay. All right. I guess I just... Yeah, actually, this is part of the plot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, is it? Okay. Cool. Yeah. The the guy who said Captain's Orders from the Winter Soldiers here. Right, yeah, he's at the bridge. Where did all these people come from? This thing must take so many people to man. Again, this is explained in Agents of Shit. Okay, that's not a good enough answer. What? You can't just what be like, watch some TV show to figure out why this movie makes sense. Whatever, this is fine. Uh, You're being nitpicky. Uh, Alright, it's a little nitpicky, but it was Demona like, like... Yeah, he's Nick Fury. He has some resources stashed away. Except, like, Winter Soldier's whole thing was he kind of exhausted all his... Like, they, they blew up all his shit. He had more shit. Like, right, it's... Uh, uh, anyway, they got some rescue carrier things, so now all the n- people can get rescued. And Captain America's like, this is what S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be. Yeah, and now Quicksilver's like, oh, well, this is cool. Man, someone just explained this to me. I wouldn't have had a beef. Yeah. Rhodey's here. Yep, yep. Yeah, why isn't not, not, uh, uh, Sam here? Well, I don't know. Yeah, he should be. He didn't, want to, he didn't feel like doing the stunts. I guess so, yeah. But yeah, they're evacuating everyone off the city so that Thor and Iron Man can blow up the city. So a lot of people running, and they're, like, escaping. They, they evacuate, they're getting on the, the thing. The, the heli escape pods? Yeah, the, some, some Ultrons get onto the helicarrier, but they, they, they kill it. And uh, more punching. Vision hits uh, Ultron with the hammer. And like they have some quips about how the hammer is like really well balanced. And it's like satisfying to hold. Yeah. Explosions, things blow up. A few things explode. Yeah. Everyone gets together in the big room, and they have a cool fight with all of them together. Yeah, they have a, another slow-mo tracking shot. Yeah, uh, Black Widow is just driving a truck through the street. Lot, many money on the screen. Many dollars. Yeah, they punch some stuff. Some some robots get punched. <laughs> <Just> some explosions. <laughs> Vision phases through some and then unfazes inside of them. Yeah, that's always a cool move when, when they do that. Uh, <laughs> Ultron summons all the robots together, and there's a lot of them. Then Iron Man and the Vision and Thor all fire their laser beams at Ultron and melt the vibranium. Yeah, yeah, and then they they, they punch some robots, there's some uh-huh. explosions, some robots get punched, 
They they punch a couple robots. The Hulk kicks Ultron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of explosions. Oh, and yeah, yeah. The Hulk just like punts him way off. Wanda's job is to hold the button that she's not allowed to have anyone press while everyone else helps everyone evacuate. Yeah. Uh, Rhodey and Vision are like trying to catch and kill some of the robots trying to escape because if any of them get away, then Ultron gets away. Natasha tries to sing a lullaby to the Hulk, but the Hulk's not having it. Well, he's having it, but then they get interrupted by like machine gun fire or something, right? Yeah. Like Ultron in his escape jet is shooting at him. And uh, so that's no good. There's, there's a kid who's trapped under the rubble. Hawkeye tries to s- save him. Right. The Ultron's coming with his guns. Yep, yep. And Hawkeye looks like he's going to sacrifice himself. But then Quicksilver runs in and absorbs all the bullets. And then he drops dead. And he's gone. You didn't see that coming. Yeah. They, uh... And Wanda can psychically feel his death. Right. And gets so mad that she blows up every robot. And there's a lot of explosions. Yeah, I, I, I get, you know, it makes sense you'd kill someone off to, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep them stakes raised. I liked Quicksilver. It's a bummer he's not in any more movies. Well, I bet he'll show it's, up in Avengers 4. Yeah, it is a comic book world. They can bring him back. I, I enjoyed him in this movie. Yeah, he's good. Anyway, yeah, so they save the kid. They, they, they recover Quicksilver's body, but he's, he's super dead. Uh, Hulk jumps up to the jet that Ultron's escaping from. And throws Ultron's body out, and it just ex- it just splatters, smashes. Yeah. Uh, everyone, everyone's saved, and now they can. There's a a long shot where the Hulk is doing a big jump. Yeah. Onto the helicarrier. Uh huh. Is carrying Natasha. Yeah. And they hold the shot of Natasha looking up at the Hulk for like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's a long shot. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So the Hulk steals the Quinjet. But then he doesn't, uh, he doesn't fly back down, Luke. No. He just keeps going up. Yeah. Ultron, the body that Hulk, like, threw to the ground is still alive, and Scarlet Witch literally rips its heart out because she's mad about her brother dying. This is, I, I really like this final exchange between Ultron and Wanda. That's pretty all right, yeah. It, it's, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of exhausted with this movie at this point, but you're right that it's, it's, it, it's a fine exchange. Right, Ultron's, like, gently concerned about, like, if Wanda, if you stay here, you'll die. She says, I just did. Yeah. Do you want to know how it you felt? You know how it felt. Yeah, and then rips his heart out. Felt like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. And then, uh, one of the Ultrons manages to survive and hits the butt, so the whole thing starts to crash. Uh, but Thor and Iron Man are ready, and they explode the drill thing. And as a vision flies to the city and saves Wanda. Right. Which don't they have like a weird romantic subplot in Civil War? Uh-huh. So I guess that's the start of that. Right. Sure. Why not? Uh, yeah. And the whole city blows up and millions of pieces of flaming debris rain down on the earth. But it's fine. Well, they fall into the ocean. I guess they do fall into the ocean. Where? Now it just makes me wonder where Sokovia is like geographically. Well, n- not, you know, a lake. You know what I mean? Oh, a sure. sea, perhaps. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we see Hulk in the jet, and Natasha's telling him, like, hey, buddy, how about you come back now? And he just closes the Skype call, and I guess just decides to ride the jet to wherever it's going, which I guess, yeah. uh, you know, hey, he's, he's going off to Asgard. He's not going to Asgard. Eh, well, tomato, tomato. What? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, I know they say where the jet. Uh, bleh. oh, right. The Vision. One last Ultron yes. has escaped to the forest. I like this scene. Yeah. This movie's back to being okay. Yeah. Uh, because now Ultron is actually about to die, and he's afraid. 
and him and Vision chat, and there's some, like, god rays from the sun, and, you know, they talk about how, oh, the Avengers are gonna just fucking ruin everything. You're a dummy, because you helped them, dummy. And the Vision- thing isn't beautiful, because it lasts. Yeah. And kind of like the quality of the MCU. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ultron eventually gets grumpy and lunges at him and Vision murders him. Well, I was born yesterday. Oh, yeah, there is that joke. And Ultron's dead. Hooray. Hawkeye goes yeah. home and he hugs his wife. Names his son Nathaniel Pietro Barton. Aw, oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, Tony's driving his fancy car. They're building a new Avengers Center in upstate New York. Okay. I mean, that's it. That is the this, yeah. this is a place from Spider Man, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Selvig's there. Mm-hmm. Cho's there. Yeah. Uh, Natasha's sulky, standing by herself in the middle of a room. <laughs> yes. Posing all cool. Yep. As you do. Yeah. Nick Fury reveals that she she calls the baby fat. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> She's making fun of this baby alone in her room on her phone. <laughs> Listen, she just got dumped. She's going through some stuff. Yeah. Uh, Nick Fury walks in and shows her that uh, the jet like went down in the ocean near Fiji. And, you know, he's around. He'll, he'll get back to you, sure. And then she asks Nick if he sent her on the mission to recruit Bruce in the first movie because he knew that they would that she'd fall in love with him and Fury's like I mean I didn't know but you know yeah like what yeah oh what hmm it's it's dumb crystal it's well I don't like this movie you don't like that no you don't like that Nick Fury intentionally tried to set up a relationship between Black Widow and the Incredible Hulk? It's just why? What? To use her feminine wiles to tame the beast? Yeah, I don't like that. Fair enough. <laughs> it was bad enough, again, when it was kind of creepy subtext. The fact that they've made it what the Hulk is explicitly about in these movies sucks. Ugh. They have a scene with Thor and Cap and Tony. Or th- right, Tony is not in prison. Somehow. <laughs> Tony gets to walk away, and he even still gets to be friends with his friend. Right. Yeah, they've all forgiven him. He made the vision. It's fine. They have a little debate about how the vision can wield the hammer. Right. They're saying, like, well, he's like a robot man, so I don't know if that counts. And Thor's like, nah, he's worthy. But Steve's like, no, but, like, if you put the hammer in an elevator, the elevator can go up. So, like, obviously machines can lift the hammer, so it's not the same thing. And Thor's like, listen, I trust him. He can keep the Mind Stone. Yeah. And he says the Mind Stone is the fourth of the Infinity Stones to show up in the last few years. That's not a coincidence. I think, wait. Someone has been playing an intricate game and has made pawns of us. So does, once all these pe- so does Thor know about Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. All right. He reads He reads the news. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would have been on the no, space I guess, news. I guess that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, that's fine. Like it just seemed like like Tony and Steve only know about three Infinity Stones. That's all. He probably showed them space CN. <laughs> I guess so. But uh, yeah, uh, Thor has to go to space to figure out what's going on with this uh, Infinity Stone junk, and uh, Tony's gonna go off and do his own thing. Yeah, Tony's retiring from the Avengers. Yeah, and Steve's like, I can do that. The guy who wanted a family, he went to the ice seventy five years ago. Right. Someone else came out. So he, Tony gets the golden parachute and a cushy retirement. That's his penance. Yep. Yeah. Again, he's just a weird Silicon Valley tech startup bro. This whole movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Yeah. So 
Tony go, or uh, Steve goes to talk to Black Widow because they've got a bunch of new Avengers recruits to train, uh, and they're good, but they're not a team yet, so they gotta whip them into shape. They're not the 27 Yankees. And we get a bunch of hero shots of the new Avengers. We get the Vision and, uh, what's, what is Sam's hero name? The Falcon. Falcon, there we go. Falcon and War Machine and Scarlet Witch. And they're all suited up. And, uh, Steve just says, Avengers? And he's about to say, Assemble, but the end credits cut him off. Okay. And then it is written and directed by... I don't get by... it. Well, because Avengers Assemble is like a thing that Captain America... But then what is the what is cutting it off accomplish? Just because it's kind of a fun like nod because like oh we almost gave you the fun catchphrase but we didn't. It's but I don't know man. To what ends? You tell me. You're the one that likes this fucking movie. I yeah I don't like I don't get it. <laughs> Just say it. And then we get yeah end credits. It's a bunch of it's a fancy statue of the Avengers blowing up robots. Yeah. And uh, then we get the final scene of the, there's no end credits right? Just the mid credits. Yeah, just the mid-credits. Yeah, where uh, a vault opens up somewhere with the Infinity Gauntlet inside, and Thanos walks up and sticks his hand in that accursed mitten and says, I'll do it myself, and then that's the end of the Now, in the timeline presented Uh in Avengers Infinity War... Okay, which I have not seen. This is a minor detail, but the gauntlet in that movie was only very recently constructed, like, within, like... The same year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So this must be set three years in the future in 2018. Um, I think you're making a lot of bold assumptions about, uh, you know, the way that the uh, space-time works. And, you know, I mean, great distances can... You know, I don't know that Thanos works on the same time scale as, as the rest of the... He does. Oh, okay, well then I guess you're... <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right, and that's, that's that movie. Yeah. The Avengers Age of Ultron. What, uh, what letter grade would you Fine give film. this one? Fine film. Eh. Uh, yeah, how would you, what grade would you give it? Okay. Mm-hmm. It does not actively offend me okay. on, like, a, pol- like, 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 Winter Soldier and Iron Man 2, I find politically disgusting. Okay. I don't find this one politically disgusting, although I do think it chickened out of being a way more interesting movie in those ways, and that frustrates me very much. I agree, there's room for improvement. Uh, boo. I think it's just so long and so there's so many fightings and I'm so bored by the end of it. I'm so bored. I'm going to go. I feel like I need to reevaluate my grades because I feel like I'm giving too many things D pluses. Okay. But D plus sounds about right. Let me let me open up the the thing at bit.ly slash MCU Marvel GPA. Yeah, you can check yourself at MCU at. You can check it yourself <laughs> at bit.ly slash marvelgpa. Yeah, I need to I need to look at these grades because I feel like yeah, are they is, are they just consistently scoring D pluses or do I need to do I need to diversify these grades a little more? Uh Thor the Dark World's a real boring turd of a movie. Yeah, it's probably I'd probably put it about on par. Well, it's better than Thor the Dark World because there's okay. more parts of it that I like than Thor the Dark World. Okay, but it is a very boring movie like Thor the Dark World. So. Okay, here's here's what I'm gonna pitch you. Let's let's scoot Iron Man two and Winter Soldier down to D's. Okay, because they're they're worse than boring. They're just they make me mad to think about. No, uh, a Dark World can be a D plus still. Wait, okay. I'm saying say, Winter Soldier say, and Iron Man two are D's. They're they're below Thor: The Dark World. Iron Man two is more entertaining, but it makes me mad. Thor: The Dark World just makes me bored and sleepy, and I think I think making me mad is worse. So, Winter Soldier and Iron Man 2 are now below Thor the Dark World. I think that's where I'm doing it, yes. 
Okay, what about The Incredible Hulk? I think Incredible Hulk's about on par with Thor The Dark World, because they're both just boring, crappy movies. Whereas Iron Man 2 and Winter Soldier are, like, movies that disgust me, even though they have entertaining parts. It's hard, because there's, like, they're they're bad on different axes, and it's hard to directly compare them. Uh, I don't know. Now you got me second-guessing what I just said. <laughs> What? Yeah, because it's confusing. It's yeah. What's what's your letter grade for this movie? Well, I think here a minus. Wow, you think it's the best movie we've watched so far? Yes. Wow. At minimum, it is. I do not think it's better than the first Avengers. I uh, well, I disagree. Okay, I mean that's your prerogative, I guess. All right, let me let me. I'm gonna think. Th- I'm thinking through all my grades here. Iron Man. That's an all right movie that just has some structural issues. C plus seems C+? about right. Okay. Incredible Hulk. It's just a boring nothing of a movie. There's nothing all that exciting about it. There's one or two okay ideas, but it's just dull. So maybe... So... So D plus C minus seems about right for Incredible Hulk. Let's leave that be for... Well, which one? Let's leave it at D plus for now. Maybe I'll bump it up to C minus in a second here. But for now, D plus. Okay. Iron Man 2. I hate everything about it other than two characters. But I really hate everything else about it. Okay. Does that mean it's worse than the Hulk? That Because there's nothing I like about the Hulk. But there's nothing I hate about it either. So I guess it does make sense to say they're about equal. Yeah, I guess make it D plus again. Fine. Okay. Listen, I've got conflicting feelings. I'm sorry. Now you do need to make a choice about which one's better. Uh, oh. Hulk's better. Hulk's better. Hulk's better than Iron Man 2? I'm putting Hulk above Iron Man 2. Okay, putting it on the list. Hulk has, Iron Man 2 has higher highs, but the lower lows uh more than account for that. All right, Thor, pretty decent movie. B sounds perfect. First Avenger, yep, B minus sounds good to me. Avengers, B plus sounds good. Iron Man 3, B minus sounds good. Thor The Dark World, I feel pretty much the same about it as I do The Hulk, but it's slightly better. So let's call Thor The Dark World a D plus also, but better than Hulk. So Thor The Dark World's a D plus better than Hulk? Yeah. Okay. Because it has those Loki scenes that are all right. Okay. Winter Soldier. Sorry, all the other movies were the same? Every other movie's been the same, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry for making you do spreadsheet work out of the blue here. Winter Soldier, I'm... What were the good parts of Winter Soldier? I don't know, what do you think were the good parts? Well, I'm just trying to remember, like, what the high points were to remember, like, how strongly I felt about them. Very good action scenes, I think. They're fine action scenes, yeah. Um, there's some good stuff with, like, Sam. You like Sam a lot? Sam is good. He does drink that juice right after the... Yeah. As opposed to the the slimy bureaucrat who pours himself one milliliter of milk. You know what? On the basis of that scene alone, I'll let let Winter Soldier be a D-plus still. You know what? No changes, actually. It seems weird I'm giving so many D-pluses, but you know what? The math checks out. Is the Winter Soldier better or worse than Thor 2? Or, I'm sorry, Iron Man 2. Uh, yes. Is it better or worse than The Incredible Hulk? (sighs) No. Okay, so it's above Iron Man 2, below The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yes. Which I can see is a flip from what I did before. But that milk scene's very good. It's all on the strength of that milk scene. Is the milk scene better than Justin Hammer and Yvonne Vanka? Yes, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, hmm. You know, no, I'm not, I'm sticking with it. Winter Soldier above Iron Man. Be- because okay. Iron Man 2 is, like, actively shitty, whereas Winter Soldier is just a dumb shit about its politics. Iron Man 2 is way more proactive in its bad ideology. Okay, what about Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy. So I've been thinking about that one a lot, since I felt like all your criticisms I agreed with, but I came away from that movie thinking it was okay, but the more it stuck with me, the more I'm like, maybe she's got a point. I think part of it might just be I like the aesthetic of that movie, and it's causing me to be gentler on it. But then I look at it- Like me in Thor The Dark World. Yeah. 
it's not as good of a movie as Iron Man. Let's let's scoot it down to a C. I still don't put it as low as you do, but let's scoot it down to a C. So then that brings us to Ultron. I guess. Interesting. Yeah, let me let me put my rate on there real quick. Mm. Yeah, you gave it an A minus. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We should say also, you got our friend AJ to also do grades and rankings for all these movies. Yeah, we 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 put AJ scores on the list for, for no real reason. Uh, that man seen many films. He has seen many films. That's true. I I trust his movie opinions. More than anyone's. You know what? I I wouldn't necessarily say I trust his movie opinions, but he usually has very well thought out opinions that are usually against the grain of what a lot of other people think. That I appreciate yes. his opinions, even if I frequently disagree with them. Uh, let me let me ask him what score. <laughs> you're just gonna make him keep up with us. Yeah, <laughs> great. Uh, while you're doing that, um, I'm just looking through. Ultron is better than the Incredible Hulk, but it's not much better than the Incredible Hulk. So it's. It's D plus C minus range. Uh, oh no, wait, not. Uh, is it better than Thor? The, it's better than Thor: The Dark World. But again, I'm much better than Thor: The Dark World. I think I'm giving a fifth D plus crystal. Okay. I feel like I want to use the scale more, but these all just keep hitting D plus for me. We're like uh, so mostly we're, kind we're, of awful, but with a few parts I like. Where did you rank it? I'm saying above Thor, below Guardians. Above Thor, below. So it's the best of the D pluses for whatever that's worth. Near near the middle of the list. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah. What more can you ask for? Ah, I guess a good movie. That's what. Yeah. Again, I I think there's a lot of ideas in that movie I like a lot, and if they'd broken them out into their own movies, they'd probably be pretty good. Luke, it seems like you have a pretty low opinion of Phase 2. It sure seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I remember thinking Ant-Man was okay when I watched it. Not, like, mind-blowing, but, like, I remember walking away from it thinking, all right, that one was all right. So maybe maybe that'll be an okay note to end Phase 2 on. So the total GPA of the MCU currently Mm. is now 2.367, a solid C+. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations. Yep, you'll you're passing. You know AJ has a more positive view of the MCU than you do. Man, well, fair enough. Justice League is a better movie than Infinity War. I have not seen either, so I can't comment. It seems like Infinity War is pretty bad though, so I I wouldn't surprise me. What if it well, what if we get to Infinity War and I love it? It's like my favorite movie. <laughs> the one that like no one likes. What do you mean no one likes? I thought like that had a pretty big negative reaction. No, it's very well received. Is it? Okay, I've only seen people dump on it. There's there's certainly a contingent. Sure, okay. Maybe just the people I look at. Yeah. Anyway, we got some questions, right? Yeah, where can people send us questions? Uh, they can send us questions at mcucompleteme at gmail.com, or they can just follow you on Twitter at Arcane Crystal, where you'll tell people to ask you questions about the movies we do. Let's read some emails. Yeah. Uh, CoolGary.net asks, Why'd the evil AI make so many identical bodies, but then have a real one? Well, he he didn't have a real one. Like, there were several times where, like, he got killed, but he was like, nah, it's fine. But then, yeah, like you said, the vision broke his route. But even then, yeah, you could no, still he... seem to connect to, like, the, like, other drones in the area. Right. Yeah. He wanted to have a flesh body. Right. What's, what's another question we got? Andrew sent in an email. Why did Joss Whedon decide it was a good idea to have characters who were, in the comics, Roma Jewish people, but played by white people in the movies, and who gained their powers from joining up with neo-Nazis? I didn't know that was what their origin was in the comics. Mm -hmm. They're like mutants in the comics, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're, well, they were the children of Magneto, but then they weren't, but I think they are again. Okay, sure. 
which means they're Jewish. Oh, right. Yeah. And also, they they were raised by Romani people. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. But then in the movie, they're just Sokovian. Right from Sokovia, the con- the real country of Sokovia. Uh, I mean, so yeah. I mean, they they're, they're played by white people because like racism, you know. And they gain their powers by joining up with the the Nazis. Yeah, Hydra. They, they they do that. Yeah. Well, why did Joss Whedon think that was a good idea, Luke? Because they've because Hydra and Nazis keep getting more and more divorced, and people seem to forget that the Hydra is Nazis. Yeah. Well, Joss. They people just think of suck, Hydra man. as like Cobra from GI Joe. Yeah, that's what AIM is. Yeah. Like they they they're they're. A plethora of supervillain groups to choose from in Marvel. Yeah, but they've done this whole running thing with Hydra, so they gotta tie that in. The everything. Serpent Society. Yeah, I mean, the idea that you know, again, the, the whole idea is their country has been like under fire from, I guess, America probably, and they're just desperate to like hit them back. And it seems like they're like they definitely don't seem like they're Nazis because they ditch Hydra as soon as they can. Right. They're not, like, loyal Hydra people. They just wanted an excuse to get superpowers. Yeah. Right. They could have commented on it more, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Andrew provides some recommended reading. Okay. Hawkeye, 2012, by Matt Fraction. I've heard that's very good. Division, 2015, by Tom King. Yeah. I've heard... I've had that, like, Hawkeye series recommended to me many times. Hawkeye. That's that's good, yeah. Cassidy sends an email. Hey, McCuckum, it's Cassidy. Kind of fucked up that they made the Maximoff twins, who are canonically Jewish in the comics, volunteers for Hydra, right? Yeah, I mean, again, it's like, I'm I'm fine with it on paper, but they probably should have, like, gone into it. And, oh, I see, yeah, because actually having, I see, because I, yeah, too, the idea that, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, that's bad. What do you think of this cool Age of Ultron slash Power Rangers Zeo opening? Uh... Sure. <laughs> it's good. We just started I mean, covering the Power Rangers Zeo on Teenagers of Attitude, so I've heard this oh, song yeah? recently. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good they did a good job of doing that, yeah. The editing's good. They did a good job of making this. Yeah, you you can search that Avengers Age of Ultron Power Rangers Zeo style by the unusual suspect. Anyway, yeah, they should really probably remember that Hydra is Nazis. What do you think about Andy Serkis' role as Ulysses Claw, given that he next shows up three years later for a secondary villain role? It's fine. Like, I don't mind... Yeah. I don't mind, uh... I, you know, I, I, I like the idea of them trying to build up kind of a rogues gallery of minor villains in the background of these. Do you think Marvel purposely shied away from using Baron Strucker as a villain? Uh, uh, they... I mean, they had a Hydra bad guy in, like, two movies ago, so probably not. Right. I don't know. I don't think Baron Strucker, like, in the comics, he's, like, an old man. Uh-huh. He uses a staff to suck away the youth from people. Oh, I see. I mean, I could th- you could see where they could have gone that way with how they set up Winter Soldier, but they didn't. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, let's see here. Joshua asks, what is Joss Whedon's legacy on the MCU? What's his biggest influence in movies that he technically had very little direct input on? Uh, what do you, what do you think his legacy in the MCU is? He did the Avengers. He did make the Avengers. He did make one of the most successful movies of all time. Right. He influenced the industry. Yeah. He was responsible for the first interactions between most of these characters. I feel like he is also... Like, Black Widow is just a sexy hitman in the, like, first few movies she shows up in. She's just here to be sexy and murder people and fulfill Mm -hmm. all of Jon Favreau's sexual fantasies. Yeah, huh? I feel like he tried to introduce like an emotional angle to her that usually just does not work at all and falls really flat, but it's like it's a good thing to try. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. 
Uh, Evan asks, should Ant-Man be in this movie? Nah, there's too many people in this movie already. I don't think Ant-Man needs to be in here, but the Wasp does. Uh, you know, no, I'm putting a ban. There should be negative more characters in this movie. There should be less characters in this movie. Not more. Okay. But I got a feeling that when we get to Civil War, I'm going to feel even more strongly about that. Well, that's different because it's not an Avengers movie. Mm, yeah, it is. <laughs> Cassidy continues, which of the Ultron designs do you prefer? Uh, Honestly, like they couldn't have had him be this way for the whole movie. But I think my favorite look for him is that weird broken down drone at the start. Yeah, that's good. I, that one where he's just gesturing with like these weird floppy arms with like cables hanging out of him. I like that look a lot. What are your thoughts on Black Widow's electric upgrade? Uh, like the oh, the she's got like the piping suit. on her suit. Um, it looks like it looks all right. Does seem like it would be counterproductive for sneaking. Well, she's not sneaky anymore. I guess not. Uh, shall I keep going and Luke hold Luke hostage for longer? Wait, what? That's that's part of Cassidy's. Email. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, let's see here. Evan also asks, is Ultron a good villain? I don't know. I, yes. I think no. I think he's a fun character and a bad villain. That's what I think where I where I'm at with him. Because like I like watching him on screen, but I think he doesn't work as a foil for the heroes because he's so erratic. Let's see. Uh, you got anything else, or do you want me to keep going here? Have you talked about how Ultron's creator has changed from the comics? Oh, who made Ultron in the comics? Hank Pym. Oh, Ant-Man. that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense that, I mean, that change makes sense. Yes. Because, like... It's a, it's a fine change, good. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, Hank Pym's whole role in the MCU is weird. He's just some weird old man with a shrinking suit in his garage. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shadow Witch Ellen asks, if you had to give a rating or grade to this fast boy, what would it be? I said it before, I like Quicksilver. A-. Yeah, I think A- minus sounds about right for Quicksilver. I like him. Like him, and I wish he was in more movies. Cameron asks, what is Ultron as consciousness? Blech. A set of hardware that controls its drones through parallel processing? Could Ultron have performed some miraculous self-preservation by copying essential code into these drones? This movie engaged with questions about AI more than not at all? I would say more than not at all, but not much more than not at all. Yeah. There, there's always room to bring back Ultron. Yeah, because you can always just say, oh, we missed one thing on this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like he's just kind of a computer program that, like, the actual thinky part can only really be one place at a time, but it can kind of, you know, assign mindless tasks to drones and just sort of flip around to whichever body he wants to be the main one. Yeah. That's the vibe I got. Uh, the X-Miles asks, why is James Spader still the best performance we've had from a Marvel villain? Trying to think if I agree with that. It's good. But he did not offer and then revoke an offer for pizza. <laughs> Go ahead, take two. Take two. <laughs> he did not drive around in a mecca with, like, a cockpit that looked like Dr. Robotnik's little UFO thing. He didn't pay to have pizza flown from New York to Los Angeles. <laughs> to have Italian ice cream flown from Los Angeles to New York. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you're right, they both do that. Yeah, okay, no. I'm sorry, do you speak English? Yeah, no, sorry. That's still the best. That's still the best villain performance. Go ahead, put it on. Oh, I love his, him his head so can't much. Fit, Yvonne. His head can't fit in there. Justin Hammer, where are Justin you? Hammer. He only went to jail in that movie. They can bring him back whenever they want. Yeah, they bring him back in All Hail the King. What? What is Oh, in that, yeah. I mean, in a real movie, though. Oh, they reference him in Luke Cage. Well, that's... I don't care. Okay. <laughs> If you told and me he was final question in Luke Cage, in you'd have me watching Luke Cage by now. <laughs> he should be in Luke Cage. He should be in everything. I love him. Our final question is from Erica. Okay. How old is he? But how old is who? 
Ultron. I don't know, like a few days. Yeah, that's his age. Maybe a week. Oh, I see. The age. That's the age of yeah. old. I get it. Okay. That's that's all our questions. Uh huh. All right, we did it. We talked about Ultron. Where can we find you online? Like, well, uh, well, just uh, I'm trying to see. Is that the biggest split on any movie that we've had so far? Yes, I think so. Yeah. So we were right that we would disagree hard about Ultron. Yeah, sure did. We we did it. Anyway, AJ AJ has come in with a, a D plus. Hey, he agrees with me. And you talked about how smart about movies he is. So that means we're yeah. right. I'm right. Well. <laughs> uh. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find a bunch of shows I do over on AudioEntropy.com, like Teenagers with Attitude, where we're talking Power Rangers Zio. Like Totally Reprise, where we talk about the show Totally Spies. Or, uh, like Let's Place, where me and Crystal and, uh, Chelsea and some guests get together to rank video games. It's a good time. What about you, Crystal? Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at ArcaneCrystal on Twitter.com and Patreon.com. You can find me on the Book of Medora podcast, where we discuss the Legend of Zelda lore. We're currently talking about Skyward's or the best game ever made. Mm. All right. Uh, so, okay. Our next movie in line here is Ant-Man, the finale of Phase 2. Uh-huh. But let me throw something out to you. Okay. Because, you know, so far this podcast has been very retrospective. We've looked at movies that came out, you know, years ago. We're slowly catching up to the modern day. But there's a film currently in theaters that multiple people have asked me uh, to, you know, or asked us to cover. And I'm, okay. I'm wondering what you're thinking here. How do you feel about doing a bonus episode on Venom? Oh, you mean the movie that's adjunct to the MCU? Yeah, the movie about Venom, the Spider-Man villain who's not part of the Spider-Man universe. Sure. (laughs) The villain whose look is based on the fact that he knew Spider-Man, who will never meet Spider-Man in that movie. I'll watch Venom. That movie looks pretty good. All right, yeah, I've I've heard things about it. It sounds like it's kind of a ride. All right. Okay, then our next episode will be about Venom. Yeah, we'll make an event episode. Sounds good. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's uh, close out with a joke about our favorite superhero team, okay. the Avengers. Yeah, what, what do you got for me this time? This comes in from quickfunnyjokes.com slash avengers.html. Okay. Um, uh, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> What does Hawkeye wear with his suit? Where does he what? Hmm. <laughs> you say what does he wear to the zoo? <laughs> okay. 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 What? <laughs> this better be a really good joke. It's not. <laughs> what does Hawkeye wear with his suit? I don't know, Crystal. What does Hawkeye wear with his suit? <laughs> a bow tie. I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.